Un-un-octium. Hello and welcome to the Salacast on Saturday the 12th of July 2014. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Robert Kemp mm-hmm. and Zachary Burgess. Welcome back to making noises again. Yeah, but there was no hmm. <laughs> there was an hmm. You've got like 50% half, of the hum. <laughs> half of the hum. Does that still count as content reuse? <laughs> Also, I was checking to see whether our, whether this podcast was conveniently 118, but it's not. <laughs> it's not, no. Would it be 118? What are you looking because, forward to? Because that was the element you just read out, you idiot. Ah, <laughs> it was. Atomic number, 118. Well, what, what, what is the element for this podcast? Uh, it's, uh, it's an F. It's an F. It's an F. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> it's, it's an F something, but the, it's a bit small on this table. What number, number is 14. this? Number 14. Uh, so we're at episode 114. So it would be Florovium. Florovium. We're just outside the un un section. I think that starts at 112. Uh, wait, 112. Wait, no, there's, a, there's an un un. I think there's an un at 113. Oh, they just, they just skipped over that one. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like un un Florovium. Uh, oh, yeah, it's un un Trium. An untrium. Chemistry. Yeah, we're going to run out of elements if we start using the actual number of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, can't be many many left. In fact, an octium is is probably the highest I can see on this little table. Really? Wow, we've made it all the way to the end. Maybe when we reach one one eight, maybe that's a sign for us to change the theme. It's been so long. Do you think? <laughs> it hasn't really been that long, though, has it? <laughs> Not, is it maybe we're getting on what, over a year now? See, we keep picking sets of things that are limited. Room. I don't know why. Surely it's not well, that hard to pick. We did like hats before, and that yeah. like we kept that, that going for way too long. No, but hats run out quite quick. There aren't that many styles of hats. That's why I thought birds was good because because there's so many types of birds. But there isn't really. Uh, yeah, not the ones that people know. But yeah, not ones that we know specifically. No, that's true. Anything sort of like nature based, I guess you could keep like breeds of dog might be dog breeds. That would be awesome. Yeah, I could go on for a while. <laughs> I'm a radiant. <laughs> we, we ran out of cheeses, or, or well, even though there yeah. are tons of cheeses, but most of them end up being variants of things. Exactly, that's the problem, and they and they end up just being random French geographical locations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or, a bit like wines, I suppose. Mm. But then were, I can't imagine there's that many like wine types either. No, you probably that one might be quite small. Of the varieties of grape, isn't it? It's not really to do yeah. with the region necessarily. It's more to do with the. You'd run out of Chardonnays. Anyway, that wouldn't really... It's not funny enough, damn it. Because <laughs> all of this is incredibly yeah, funny. Obviously. All our announcement words. <laughs> exactly. always been funny. We, cho- we chose cheeses from the beginning because that the cheese is just inherently funny for some reason. Yeah. That's because the first one we did was just cheese. I think the intro to the first seller cast we ever did was just cheese. I don't think we had this... From the beginning, did we? This this need? Oh, I guess we did. We because we're yeah, doing it remote. It was, yeah, that was always my cue to you guys yeah. to say, "Hey, we're on air now." Indeed, but we left it in. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> don't want to cut that out. This is the most important part of the show, as you say, <laughs> saying some random word. 
So yes. You should just do it more often then in the middle of anyone's story, just random words. <laughs> I'm sure that would work real good. It's the most important part. Okay. <laughs> it takes you ten minutes to come up with a word. Even using uh like a even using technology to try and randomize your word. You oh yeah, but we've got to the point it. now where it's just like it's like, have we had that one before? Yeah. When it comes to the elements. That's why like, we need a much larger set of <laughs> or just better record keeping. Yeah, basically. Exactly. Write it down every time. But and then But that requires effort. I know. There's too much. And we are minimum effort operation. I don't know, we're here, aren't we? We managed it somehow. I came all the way back from town to be here to talk to you listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate me. Yeah, exactly, god damn it. Oh. Yes. How is everyone? Good couple of weeks. Hmm. Yeah, not so bad. It's been sunny. I had my birthday, so that was cool. Yeah, um, did you get up too much? Yeah, I went to uh, the theatre. Uh, the theatre? Yeah, I went to the Globe, the Shakespeare's Ooh. Globe on the South Bank. Um, and saw Julius Caesar, that was good. Um, friends, Romans and countrymen, lend me your ears and all that. And everyone has to, like, you know... Cut off their ear and, uh, yeah, and lend it to them. Uh, and <laughs> Here, I have my. <laughs> I, mean, I don't really need them. I mean, all this like extra well, flesh li- is a little, little it's much. A, it's a loan. You get it back with interest. So <laughs> get bigger ears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that was cool. And then went up to Cambridge on Saturday, chilled out by the cam, drinking some tasty beers. Tasty beers. So that was cool. Although it wasn't as sunny that day, but it was pretty damn sunny on my birthday, so that was cool. And I took the day off as well, so two days off. Yes. As you, as you should. Yeah, exactly. No one wants to work on their birthday. Nah, it's pretty rough. Although, if you do go into the office, or if you work in an office, or even if you don't work in an office, if you go into work where there's people there on your birthday, they're usually super nice to you and stuff. So sometimes it's a good day to go in, I suppose. Depends. It's like... um. I'm debating whether, because I always take Christmas Eve off. Right. Because sometimes yeah. you have to work on Christmas Eve because it's not a bank holiday at all. No. Um, so I always take it off holiday. But actually, it's a great day to go to work because no, nobody does any work. No, it, it can be variable. I mean, I, I have been at places where they actually, you know, it, was, it was somewhat serious. And it's like, oh, really? People are actually working. Oh, this is this is what, I got, what, I, what I signed up for. And then other no. companies were just like, yeah, whatever, half day, you know. And yeah, exactly. We know no one's not doing anything, so just the company would just be all like, "Oh, yeah, exactly." That's how it should be. But then, if you don't take it off and you go in, and then you effectively have a free day off because because yeah, you haven't spent that it's, holiday. So I feel great. like maybe I'm wasting holiday by not finding holiday management. I, I would rather risk the the Christmas Eve unless there were other plans that required my absence. What you would risk going in? Yeah, I'd risk going in. Yeah, because Christmas Eve is the best Christmas. part of Christmas for me. I know it's middle of summer and we're talking about Christmas, but Christmas Eve is the best part. The anticipation, all the like random TV, you know, watching the snowman and all that stuff. That's almost the best part. And you're not like super bloated because you've eaten a giant meal or something like you are on Christmas Day. You saying that's a bad thing? 
the bloatness is the is the, the pure is the pure feeling of satisfaction. I always feel always tired on Christmas because I've just sat in yeah, so much. I, I know I've started doing that. Like mm. you know, you end you end up. I never. I, I sort of never really understood it. Like how I'd on a Sunday and we used to go to my granddad's and there would be sort of like a a big old tea or a roast or something, and it would be everyone would just veg out for the rest of the day and there's there's kippers and i as kids just going what the hell is going on what are you doing yeah why are you vegging yeah it's bizarre why does everybody die <laughs> after eating <laughs> your food why do we die <laughs> <laughs> so anyway that's christmas what about more <laughs> more summary celebrations such as World Cup final game? tomorrow? Yeah, I did. Yeah, did you that see was that hilarious. Brazil game? That was insane. Yeah, it was a genius. I, I was playing Child of Light at the time, and like, just the the notifications just kept coming up on my Xbox. It's like I better stop this and see what's happening. Mm. It was crazy. Well, I watched it from the start, and like after half an hour, it's not really much point we continue. I no. mean, there's no point watching the football after that, but it was worth watching just to see the kind of car crash going on. <laughs> effectively. Yeah, it was, like, it was, just, it was fascinating. It's an insane, like it's like a pileup or something. It's like you couldn't help but watch. It's I don't know. It's ridiculous. It's weird. It's just doubly weird that you know a team that was doing super well. They like, were doing super up. well. <laughs> they were doing pretty well. I mean, yeah, sure. Better than doing... anyone else they played. <laughs> yeah, but they also play. they also had like easy selection. Right, half yeah. of the as the half of the groups they were in. Yeah, yeah and they did. That's true. They did go through on penalties from the previous game, didn't they? So yeah. it's not like they won. They well, they did win, but not not properly win. Well, I say I say super well, but you know this is all in context of where we come from, and you know it's like to England, everyone else has done super well, <laughs> except maybe Australia. I don't know. I think Australia probably did better than we did. <laughs> US did a lot better than we did, didn't they? Yeah, US was cool. <laughs> I'm I, I just they wouldn't have conceded seven goals to Germany. I, oh no, they played them, didn't they? Didn't the US play Germany? Yeah. Yeah, and they were fine. What was it? They lost like 2-1 or something, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. My tip for the for the win went out though. Poor Dutch. Well, that was a shit game as well. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch that one. It was boring. Nothing happens. Really, up till penalties. Yeah, and then yeah. it's super exciting. But the yeah Brazil German game that was pretty insane, ridiculous. It's just funny. Yeah, it's just what yeah. what happened, man. Well, I don't know. It's just like pressure, I, sort of, I guess entire yeah. country uh, wants you to do really well, and then like your captain and your best striker go out, and then you're like you've got to do it, and then you start losing, and then you just go oh. No, yeah. <laughs> just totally lose it. <laughs> Basically, they were super emotional. Just, they got they got one back. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. And Germany seemed really annoyed about it. Yeah, they did. They're like, we must be a hundred percent efficient. We can't. We cannot lose a single goal. I don't know. They did play really well, and that, one of those goals, the second to last one or something, was really really good. The German mm. ones, but they were mostly just tappings, weren't they? Because there, like, yeah. there, there was no defense really at all. Way. Yeah, they just sort of walked around them and tapped it into the goal like four times in like six minutes. 
Yeah, it was three times. They didn't they didn't really have to play any insane shots or anything like that. It's just like oh, we can just we can just walk this in. Come on, guys. Yeah, everyone have a turn. Although they did show on the BBC a little graphic of of where close scores. Oh yeah, from. I saw that. <laughs> he always so... scores from like two feet away. Exactly. He's got the most world goals in World Cup history, and they're all from like being a thieving bastard. Yeah, pretty much. So, who do you want to win, Argentina or Germany? I'm, I'm going to side with the Germans because I don't like the way. I generally just don't like the way South Americans play football, including the Brazilians and the. the... Yeah, I just don't. They're, they're they're such drama queens. You know, any remote like more than any football is all about being a ridiculous drama queen. <laughs> Pretty but, much. But the Brazilians, in in particular, just take that to another extreme of like, oh come on, seriously. Right, and it gets to the point where, because they do it so much, the ref stops really watching what's going on to a certain degree because they just see something happen and they ignore it because it's like, ah, oh, everyone's play acting. But then that means later on in the game, the Brazilians start getting away with all kinds of crazy stuff. Mm, genius, and it's like, and I've seen it. I think it's happened a number of times this World Cup, and it's it's just super frustrating to watch because you're just like, oh come on. It's like I don't particularly care. I don't support either of these teams, but at least I want to see the ref do his job. Right, and not be ignoring stuff just yeah. because they're conditioned by all the dives that everyone's taking. At least, at least that's my theory, anyway. And it's like it's the same with the time wasting stuff, which has been—I don't remember it ever being quite as bad as it has been this year. It's yeah, like just well, right? We're two, we're two goals up. There's still half an hour left. Let's just saunter about oh it's our turn to take the corner oh no no wait no i don't think i want to take it can someone else come from the penalty box <laughs> yeah. and, and, and take it and we'll have a little chat before swapping over yeah is that right okay yeah this ball isn't correctly placed i just need to need to wobble it a bit it's like oh for the love of god play the game yeah i don't get what's, what's the real there was one match where someone actually put anyway. like well you don't like, get as much stoppage time as you do the amount of time you've wasted Right. Okay. So, so it is always in your advantage to do that. And it's, but why don't they? Why, what's the reason you don't get as much stoppage time as you've wasted? Can't the ref just decide to add as much stoppage time as he wants? I guess no. Is, this is that's just arguing for like they should stop the clock, right? Mm. Which I think they they should. But the but, stoppage time is based on something, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be amount of time, dead time, like sort of. Or amount of time that's not been wasted. Like, I, I guess if normally if someone like you know kicks it out of play and someone like reacts to it in a reasonable amount of time, I don't think they consider that there's any inclusion for stoppage there. Yeah. But if someone's like you know they're having a having a bit of a fight or something, or someone's on the ground for for a while and they have to get the medics on and stuff, then that all counts to stoppage. Yeah. Uh, it's a judgment call, ultimately. Football. Football. So speaking, speaking of football, in my like Brazilian branded pot noodle, I still haven't had the spinning fork. Oh what? What? No, no, you... no, no spinning fork deliveries in the last two weeks. Ah, did you send off for it then, or, or... <laughs> totally? <laughs> <laughs> You're waiting for it to arrive. It's like we talked about it so much; it had to happen. Yeah, totally. Well, I'm still waiting for the the, <laughs> the L shape thing what's it called the again? noodle tea the talk is that <laughs> the talk the noodle tea the spaghetti <laughs> the noodle tea yeah i can't wait for the market for that 
Have you had any uh, advances in your prototype, Zach? Any, any better ideas? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not going to think about that again until at least the spinning fork turns up. Because maybe the spinning fork <laughs> is the ultimate tool and we just don't know. Oh. Good. Yeah, that's a good philosophy, actually. Check out the competition, yeah. Yeah, are we entering a, an already crowded marketplace? <laughs> mm. I haven't had trades on this podcast for a while, apart from me. But. <laughs> but. <laughs> what the hell sound is that? Is that the sound? <laughs> I like the obligatory length of silence that followed. Yeah, I was just wondering whether you were going to continue with that thought. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the sort of just, I don't know. The I'm trying to think, wasn't it? Because Futurama and Simpsons both had like the bad laugh to a bad joke, didn't they? Or something like occasionally someone would go, ha. What, Nelson's laugh? No, like, no, not the ha, ha. It was more of the buckle sort of ha. <laughs> like, right. Terrible. Mm. Terrible joke time. What would be the future on version, though? I don't know. I'm sure they had one, but I can't really remember. Like, for some reason, I have, have it in my head that Leela used to do it or something. And be like, whoop, <laughs> something dumb. <laughs> and your version is, bah. <laughs> bah. And Zach's version, if he, if he cares to make a noise, is normally... <laughs> well, I was deliberately not making a noise so as to enhance the fact that I disapproved. <laughs> I disapprove so much as to not even make any noise at all. <laughs> I disapprove of trades on the podcast. Damn it! You got your Get window off. open. That's why. Some only one of the ones next to me. All oh, right. All the other ones though at the back of the room. You won't be able to hear it through those though. We just have to do what we do every time and just like really emphasize the fact that there's a train. Train. <laughs> there's a train coming. Choo choo. You're going to add steam trade sound effects to every train that comes past. (laughs) Sometimes there is an actual steam train that goes fast. So, you know, you might not actually have to add sound effects then. Is there? Steam trains go on that line? Sometimes. It's like a special train. Yeah, it sure is. I don't remember that. Is that a new thing? Probably not that new. Train. <laughs> when you started doing that, I thought it was a helicopter. Doing... Then what that? The chicka 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 chicka. Yeah, <laughs> chopper 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 Get plenty of bloody helicopters, goddammit. It's the police always hovering over. And they do it in the middle of the night as well, which is annoying. <laughs> the time when crimes occur, unfortunately. Exactly, it's irritating. <laughs> they need some kind of super stealthy, quiet... I bet, yeah, um, that would be really... There must have been people trying to... It's impossible, I imagine, to make a quiet helicopter... But I well, bet they, did, have tried. they did that, didn't they? Because that was that thing about the... It's in that film, the one about Osama Bin Laden, where they have the stealth version of the Black Hawk, but only it's yeah. not actually that stealth. No. Right, yeah. Still can't be... That's why it's, it's stealth in the radar sense, not no, stealth No, it's stealth noise, noise as well. Anymore. Just that, you know, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. yeah. It needs to be shoving a whole lot of air around. That's kind of how helicopters work. Yeah, pretty much. 
Also, how sound works. So, video games. Yeah. <laughs> Any news this week? News! It's been, it's been a bit week. You know, I guess it's post E3 time, so not a lot really happens. Yeah, middle of summer is like dead time for video games, isn't it? Yeah. Generally. Although, and we've had the summer sale now, so that, that excitement is, is, is done. Do you guys get anything in the sale? Um, yeah, I, I, I think, think we already discussed a... it, didn't we? On, I actually we... on the Steam sale podcast, right at the end, where we're like, oh... <laughs> Did we buy anything after that point, I guess? I don't... Yeah, I think we were midway through when we did the last cast. I don't right. remember anything else. I ended up with a copy of Assassin's Creed 3. Oh, wait, right. I do remember something else, actually. I, I had already purchased it at the time we were recording the last podcast, I just forgot. And I haven't actually played it yet, so I can still talk about it at this point. <laughs> I'm not spoiling anything for later. It's like I bought the Planetary Annihilation thing. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Cool. How, how much it got, is that Because it got cheap enough to be like a normal price instead of insanity like it had been. <laughs> yeah, like the, whatever the 60, 70 quid buy-ins it was at one point. More than that at one point, wasn't it? I get it. Anyway, like, completely yeah. unfinished. I mean, is it still unfinished or is it like... Yeah, you know, is it yeah. working on it. But I'm probably not going to play that just like I still haven't played Prison Architect. It was just like I saw it at a price that seemed reasonable and I was like, well, they... <laughs> I've been hearing and a lot of like, I've been hearing a lot of talk about this. You know, like it, it, in the early access thing keeps spinning. It's you know the story keeps spinning, but at the same time, it's like. Uh, but now people, I think now developers are, are getting especially worried about like, okay, we've been through early access, we've had a quite successful early access program, but now we've lost all the people who are interested in the game because we've taken uh, what is not an unreasonable amount of time to finish the game, right. And it's like, so when it actually comes out, does anybody care? And because the people who would have cared have already put into They've already played it. They've already sort of seen what it's about. And it's like, well, when it comes out, do I really want more of that? Not sure. Or they just don't notice it launches, I guess, is the other thing. I think I had that when... I, I don't really pay that much attention to early access stuff, but um, I had someone made Sir You Are Being Hunted Um part of my radar and when it actually launched and was no longer early access it's like well, i don't know what you what this, did that happen okay didn't even realize hmm. i wonder if that's going to be a bit of a common problem with the unbelievable numbers of early access of games. green light games yeah early access. i don't know have you ever bought an early access game or uh, uh no i haven't me either. I guess that you've played Starbound and stuff. That's early access. Yeah, well, sort of, because that wasn't that wasn't even part of Steam's early access, and it wasn't even a Kickstarter. It was just like they ran their own sort of early access pre-order on their website, and somehow that worked for them. I guess mm. it didn't have to be tied to any actual of these services specifically designed to do that. They just did it Does themselves it, and made a ton of money. Is it marked as early access on Steam though? Presumably. I would guess it probably is. I don't actually know. Because it's still... They haven't updated the invite ages, which kind of sucks. And everyone's just like... The classic manoeuvre of just like everyone gradually getting slightly... They have actually managed to like start updating their news posts almost every day now, which is nice. 
but that just gives people more opportunity to say, when's the next bloody patch guy? <laughs> when can I actually play all this stuff you're posting about? It's like when it, it's, they, they have a, a much harder task ahead of them when you do this sort of like early access thing with constant patches, because it's like a game when it comes out, especially multiplayer games, where you have to try and keep your audience in the game by doing like updates, like how TF2 did masterfully back mm. in the day, or how Plants vs. Zombies is doing that right now. And it's that works, but they they it's that's a hard task even at launch, you know. So you get some kind of extended sales uh, of your product rather than it just dropping off as soon as everyone goes, "Hey, this this was all right, wasn't it?" and moves on. A bit like I think how Titanfall is suffering. <laughs> well, that's not because of early access, though. No, but it, it's, but there's the, there's been player drop off pretty quick, and it's like I wonder if. You know, had they had a plan of uh, doing more frequent updates that you know keep people coming back, not just DLC packs that people pay money for. <laughs> but that's the definition of frequent updates for that kind of game, isn't it? It's like the, they weren't going to like TF2. TF2 and well, TF2 and PVZ prove that not to be the case. Yeah, on free to play games, <laughs> PVZ isn't free to play. <laughs> it was technically almost. It's not. It's like thirty pound buy-in. That's a, that's buying a game. Yeah, but it, it was it was basically like thirty pounds might as well be free nowadays. <laughs> like it's not it's not sixty, and therefore it's cheap. I, I very rarely buy games at thirty pounds nowadays. I don't think I've ever bought a game for sixty. Oh god, no, not yet. It's, it's insane. You will do soon. Do you think? Well, I, I don't know if you actually will, Dad. Rob might. Uh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Titanfall, I think, was the most expensive thing I picked up in recent memory, but. Otherwise, yeah. I'm I'm quite happy to wait normally. Oh well, that and I guess Mario Kart was like 35. Mm. Where I got it from, anyway. Somehow, that's a Nintendo game. That should have at least been 40. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I found a good deal. Did all right, but it, like, yeah, I tried. I, I'm not so fussed these days about picking stuff up on launch, like unless it's a game that really benefits from it. Um. Like some of the some of the best times you have with Call of Duty are right at the start, like when everyone's just learning how the new one works. <laughs> when everyone sucks. <laughs> yeah, basically. The only chance to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if if the, the like I you know some of the cards have maintained funness with me. Not many of them, admittedly. Only the Black Ops games. Yeah, what Black Ops Two? What, what, yeah, Black Ops know. One and Black Ops Two were both very good for yeah. actually the multiplayer being fun as opposed to being too hardcore. But anyway, we're, we're diverging a little bit. Yeah, true. Hmm. Diverging, tangenting, tangentializing. Tangentializing. <laughs> Neologizing. <laughs> Coining. <laughs> Coining random. So hey, you got, do you guys know of Rebellion, the developer? Uh, yes. <laughs> They've had a couple of boring stories in the last two weeks. <laughs> well, yeah. they, let's, hear they, them. let's hear those boring stories. They, they had a load of uh, Sniper Elite 3 keys stolen and were then sold through third-party providers at a cheaper price. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and the number, but boring. instead of like just saying, oh, shit, that's, that's piracy for you, they've actually revoked all those keys. So... 
the people, the end users, who might have legitimately bought it without realizing that it was coming from a dodgy source, are unfortunately out of pocket. Mm, that sucks. Well, I mean, yeah. what is what are you supposed to do? Yeah, I don't know. What what stance do you want to take against that? Really, it's it's mm. like I suppose if you can, it's in your interest to do so because no money reached Rebellion, no money reached Steam. It's like. I suppose technically they've done the right thing, but at the same time, it's like it's hard, hard luck on the people who thought they were getting a bargain. Yeah, what sort of places were they buying from? I don't know. I don't know. I would bet that probably most of the people who bought those probably did know that those were dodgy. Right. Yeah, I'd say it's a fairly safe bet, unless it's some grandma or something buying a, <laughs> buying a game key found, online. I found, for a their... super che- yeah, I found a super cheap deal on a, um, through CD keys or something. Not that CD keys is disreputable. But... It's just an example of somewhere I know where they're just like, they think they buy, they, I think they buy retail products, but like just give you the key for them so you can use them on Steam or something. Oh, cool. I Which guess. actually, yeah, it works out cheaper in a lot of, lot of cases. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard of a few services that do sort of weird, so you can buy cheaper than Steam but still use it on, you know, just put the key into Steam or whatever. Yeah. Weirdly, like Green Man, Green Man, is it? Green Man Gaming or something? I've done that yeah. with um, Xbox Live cards a couple of times. Hmm. Like you just just say, hey, can I? I want I want to increase my subscription, and they say, fine, we'll send you a code, and they do, and it's much cheaper. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's weird because they have to post you a piece of paper as well. They got additional expense. Well, or, yeah, well, I guess if you ordered it from a reputable place, but these guys just email you a photo. Oh, cool, awesome! So yeah. they, like they've already scratched it or something. They have it in their database of what it what it actually is. It's like they could have just written it down and sent that, but no, they actually uh, send, you they actually send you a photo of the scratched silver crap stuff. Just to add certain legitimacy. <laughs> certain authenticity, it. yeah. yeah. <laughs> you almost get that scratch and sniff experience. <laughs> Except with all the crap you have to hoover up later. <laughs> yeah. And all the crap under your fingernails or whatever. <laughs> I strangely like those things. I don't know why. There's something really satisfying about it. About shaving <laughs> that silver crap. Yeah, I've still got like a there's a like a club Nintendo card sat on my desk that I'm for some well, naturally because I'm talking about it. I've just picked up for no reason, uh, which has one of those silver stripes that I'm yet to yet to scratch, ah. saving it for a special occasion. <laughs> it's pristine and ready. Why does that stuff? Why is it always silver? Is there any reason that it needs to be silver? Yeah, I don't know. Do you think probably they can, probably they can so it obscures what's what's underneath it better? I guess I'd bet that's light, or or maybe it's light so you can't like photocopy through it or something, so it blocks light specifically. Right. I would imagine it's some special kind of chemical. You're, yeah, or maybe just no one's ever thought of it because it's like everyone knows what it is if it's silver. <laughs> Yeah, that you're not confused. Like, if you saw a red strip, you might be a bit like... I can scratch the red? Where do all you... these red bloody shavings come on? It's all over the floor. <laughs> oh, oh then the, the next to the silver shavings. Oh, okay, those are fine. <laughs> yeah, silver shavings, perfectly normal. 
So, yeah. is that your rebellion yeah. news? Well, that was the first part of boring rebellion news. No one cares. Um, uh, the second no part is that they are trying to stop Ironclad, who are the developers of Sins of a Solar Empire, from using the word rebellion as a subtitle for their next Sins game. Right. So, yeah, they're now right. Sins of a Solar Empire, Empire rebellion. colon rebellion. And rebellion don't want them to use the word rebellion. That's idiotic. What it's was the, what totally the dumb. Sins of the Solar Empire thing called? Oh, I can't remember. Uprising? But, uh, I don't know. That might be. <laughs> Some, there was another one with a colon, so I was like, yeah. was, isn't that already out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this one's still in development or something. But the thing is, is they've sort of had some success with this before, like stopping people from using rebellion as part of the title of a game. Hmm. Okay. And so this is the uh, although I think this is the first time where there's actually some some amount of argument about it where it might not actually be upheld or it hasn't <laughs> well, already been upheld. I well, can't appa- apparently they did a really good job of defending one. this trademark or whatever since this game came out on the 12th of June 2012. I oh, did it. Or maybe that's the reason. Maybe it came out and they're like retro. <laughs> Your news is so game. boring. It's like two years old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But no, the suit's only just happening. But you know, I suppose it's, it's a bit, bit like... late. I, I'm sure there's like some kind of like you have to defend your trademark within a certain period of time, and surely two years must be longer than that. Yeah, the game's yeah, done. Like it's sold, and now it's. Oh really? Okay. And, re- and rebellion, like that's a, just a normal word. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, it's like it's like saga, isn't it? Where like um, King was trying to stop the Banner Saga by using the word saga. Oh. Absurd. Like, you could easily call the new Assassin's Creed game Assassin's Creed Rebellion. Like, it makes more sense. It's it's set in the French Revolution <laughs> than Unity you know, at least, or whatever. At least with Trenched, there was actually an existing entertainment product yeah. called Trenched. Yeah. That makes that one, I mean, that one you can sort of understand. Trenched isn't a word, really. Trenched. Is it? Uh, in, entrenched, entrenched is a word. Is, yeah. Trenched isn't but, a word, so that that that's more trademarky because it's like a unique name, yeah. somewhat. Yeah. Whereas rebellion is just a normal word. It's dumb. It's really, I just this. You know, there's been a lot of this trademark news of late, and it's just it's just boring. Yeah, and boring. <laughs> yeah, and okay. definitely boring. Slightly less boring. Yeah. I, apparently the Sonic 2 HD fan project is alive again. Oh, I saw after like... It, after it died like a couple of years ago. Oh, I don't think this is related, but but in uh, in Sonic News, I saw a fan-made like a, a CG redo of a cutscene from Sonic Yeah, I watched that. Was which pretty was good. pretty good, yeah. I mean, I don't know why you would watch that crappy scene and think I'm inspired to like make it awesome, but uh, yeah. apparently somebody did. It wasn't bad. It was well animated. Although I kind of like because they, they removed some of the errors that were in the um, the original one, such as the over the weird overlapping voice. Yeah. But I kind yeah. of like that thinking about to it. It's like you're the fake. I'll make you eat those words. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's all totally busted and weird. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like it like that. Sure. Anyway, what's the Sonic HD? So the Sonic 2 HD project like originally kind of died because they fell out with their programmer. Yet they only had one, and he was a dick. Um, He basically just 
was being all arsy and didn't end up wanting to sort of share out the code or some stuff like that for his right. Sonic engine. And no everyone fell out, Aussie basically. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> everyone fell out, and so the project was considered dead. Um, yeah. But they found a... Like, someone raised... They, I say they found someone, but, like, another sort of uh, enterprising programmer just sort of said, hey, I've made this uh, Sonic engine. Like, you know, that, that's pretty good. What do you guys think? They took a look at it. Agreed it was pretty good. And now they're using that instead. So is this so, the guy... I mean, is this related to the that, that amazing, like, engine? It's like, no, that oh, port the Sonic that guy did. Thing. Yeah, the Sonic No, CD this is a, different guys, but... Oh, okay. Cool. Because I think, I don't know, the guy that had his Sonic CD work taken care of might probably be under some sort of agreement with Sega not yeah. to do it again. I don't know. Well, because um, they used it, right? On the actual, yeah, they ended up just sort of hiring him and saying, yeah. this is pretty good. Can we have it? Yeah, that's cool. Anyway, so um, so they've got a new guy. Yeah, so the, in, the, in theory, they already have a ton of assets, like, you know, redoing all the artwork and... <laughs> I don't know if you just heard that. <laughs> yeah, noise, but... <laughs> that I don't know what event. it was. <laughs> Not a train. <laughs> it was a Not a train. Uh, yeah, but so hopefully they had this, they still have all their assets and like they had people redoing the music and they had people doing a lot of the artwork and uh, there was quite a large amount of it uh, by the sounds of it. Um. So presumably, when they get started on, it's just like, oh, okay, how do we get these assets into this engine? And it's... Let's hope. Fingers crossed. Let's hope. It was looking real good. So what's the project? Just remake Sonic 2? Yeah, just make Sonic 2. As as close to the original as they can, but to build everything themselves and in full HD. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that could be pretty cool, I guess. That was a good one. You know, Sonic 2 is, to a lot of people, that's the best Sonic game. Yeah. I mean, not to me. I'm a Sonic 3 person, but... Sure. Well, both of you are, aren't you, Zach? Probably. Was that just because you had that on? Well, we had the PC version and we played it to death. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Sonic 3 and Knuckles, wasn't it? Yeah, the the combination. I mean, yeah, technically two separate games, but you could, you know... The PC version had them combined. Yeah. But on the Mega Drive or the Genesis or whatever, you had to actually plug them together. So what did you buy? Yeah. Like Sonic, you had to buy Sonic and Knuckles, that's right. And Sonic yeah. 3. And then you and plug then, them together. Yeah, the the I think it it worked with um it worked with all the both the all three of the previous Sonic games, in fact. Because if you plugged Sonic 3 in, you'd get Sonic 3 and Knuckles as one big game. Um if you plugged Sonic 2 in, you could play as Knuckles in Sonic 2 which was clever because they can't have planned it at that point. Mm. Um, and in Sonic 1, that actually didn't do anything to Sonic 1, but unlocked a secret game on the Sonic and Knuckles cart, which is basically a special stage mode. Right, yeah. Cool. So well, yeah, Sonic 2 HD, come on! Do you think they'll get on to uh, Sonic 3 HD? Yeah. I went and had a look of. Um, I really hope so. I went and had a quick look because I re- remembered at some point that Time Splitters Rewind is still a thing, mm. um, and just sort of see how they were getting on. The last a, a while back, they posted a little video of um, them rebuilding one of the levels and uh, updating some of the effects and stuff, so it has nice rain effects and nice shiny floors and stuff. But it's still that uh, still a level from Time Splitters, and you can totally tell which level it is, and it's 
Uh, probably needs a bit more texture work, if you ask me, but it's, it's, right. it looks pretty good. And apparently they are gearing up for some sort of proper announcement or an alpha release. And it's like, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Interesting. I, I really hope that thing comes, comes up as well. Turning time splitters into a PC multiplayer shooter. Come on! I know. With all those crazy monkeys and shit. It's so awesome. Like, I don't know what's going on at Crytek UK. Yeah, Crytek, I suppose that's news in a way, but it's not really news because it's all rumor and speculation that apparently, like, Crytek are in a bit of trouble right now. We know a guy there, right? Maybe we could ask him, but we probably can't. Yeah, really, like, or you probably can't that. say anything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, an- anecdotal evidence that I've been reading about suggests that some developers and some staff haven't been paid for months. Right. Um, That's which bad. is always a bad sign. That's a very bad um, sign. Uh, the other rumor flying around is that Rise 2 has been cancelled right? Uh, because of disagreements with Microsoft about who actually owned it. Oh, okay. Did that even se- did that sell that thing? I, mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, it might have done all right because it's a launch game and launch games generally tend to do all right regardless. Apart mm. from Knack. Apparently Knack did really badly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad though, right? Yeah, that was just a boring game. Yeah. Mm, so okay. yeah, let's let's. I don't know. Quite, I, I was listening to the. You know, this is a podcast talking about other podcasts, but you know, Giant Bomb went off on like sort of how they they feel about Crytek as a company, and I sort of have to agree with them. They are a bit weird, right? Yeah, they've always been you know, a bit weird. I think. Yeah, I mean, the original Crisis. I say the original Crisis. I mean, Far Cry and then Cry, Crisis yeah. are kind of... Yeah. Were, they were groundbreaking games. Yeah. Um, but then sort of since then, what really have they been? They've been kind of weird. Like they got... They've moved away from what they were... Seemed to be pioneering in, in Crisis 2 and made a more linear shooter. Yeah. Um, it seemed like they went quite heavily into like engine tech, basically. They always had great engine tech, but like it seemed like they put even more focus on like, you know... The most yeah, I mean, graphics. They, they really tried to license it out, and I'm not sure they got very far. The only game I can think of that actually ran CryEngine that wasn't any of that was um, Nexus or Nexwiz. Right. Isn't Star Citizen based on CryEngine? I don't know. I isn't the Sonic Boom based on CryEngine? Right, yeah. Because Star Citizen's quite a big project. I know it's just a Kickstarter, but it's like... Well, yeah, that's the probably the biggest project ever biggest but, kickstarter ever yeah yeah i don't know how it compares to normal triple a games probably not quite that close i don't know yeah but it put it and gta next to each other so you oh, no, be nowhere yeah. near gta i wouldn't have thought but yeah but, but yeah crytek i, don't know. I mean what because they they, they what don't remember warface that's a thing yeah warface it's a fr- weird free-to-play game um, and, then, and apparently they had a like a, a weird sort of like I don't know like a community system or digital distribution platform of their own or something that was called G Face or something. Right. I, I don't know if I'm remembering that right, but I don't know. Doing some weird stuff. But yeah, let's hope things go a bit better for crytek uk aka free radical yeah <laughs> the, the awesome time splitters people just, just let them work on time splitters yeah i mean it was bad I enough think they... everyone wants them to and i think they want to <laughs> yeah 
because they've been messed around a lot. I mean, they canned that Battlefront game they were making, and that looked like it was almost finished. Yeah. I wonder if, in a way, that was because of all the licensing stuff, like rather than the quality of the game. Yeah, it could be. Like, given that the license then slipped, and then EA kind of were able to buy everything. Mm. So, in other bad studio news, Neversoft closed this week, finally. Yeah, it's officially now just Infinity yeah. Ward. And they burned their logo in effigy, which was quite Yeah, it's a great photo, but it's like, yeah. oh man, that, they could have sold that. Well, yeah. I, someone would have given that a home. Oh, wait, I see what you mean. I thought you just meant the concept of the logo, not the, not the actual physical logo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, you yeah. could have sold that logo. <laughs> yeah, someone would have had the eyeball. Man. Used to like that Tony, Hawk. Tony Hawk was good. Yeah, look at that again. Groundbreaking games. First two. Tony Hawk and two. And to a lesser extent, the third. Yeah. And three, yeah. Two was probably the best, maybe. I don't know. Three was, like, more refined. Yeah, but the, uh, the they, they didn't really add many mechanics. Did they? Well, I suppose they no. added manuals in three. No, they no two had manuals, but three had revert, which meant you could actually oh, link, yeah. link the um the pipe, it. the quarter pipe tricks to the to the manuals. Yeah. So that that kind of completed the system because you couldn't in in two with you had manuals, so you could go from rail trick to manual to rail track and and, and combo forever. But as soon as you did a, a quarter pipe trick, you lost the combo. So and then they sort of started getting desperate past those three. Yeah, I forget. was it like Tony Hawk's Underground? Was that the fourth, or when they started going a bit open worldy? And there was a Tony Hawk's Four, wasn't there? I think, and there's there? a Four Underground. Yeah, but that was a bit open worldy. I think it was the first of the effort to go. I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, it went a bit off the. I think I'm not sure if you could get off your board in Four. Maybe no, that I was Underground, remember. but yeah, there was something about the the fact that everything was limited to a two minute run. Yeah. There's something about those that sort of kept you coming back, and it's I don't know, like as as much as I kind of appreciate them for what they do, games like Skate and stuff, I'm not sure I would really get into. I quite enjoyed the first Skate; that was good. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't as cool as it didn't have the same arcadiness as Tony Hawk. It was like no, it was realism focused, wasn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I liked it. It was a bit more. Punishing, like in 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 Tony Hawk, you just went. At, by the time you did a bunch of tricks, you were just going at like a hundred miles an hour, basically. <laughs> yeah, it was totally insane. And flying like forty odd foot in the air every time. Yeah, yeah, which was awesome, clearly. But uh, yeah, no, Escape was cool. I I felt like that didn't get that got that didn't get better really. I I thought they like the first one seemed a little bit rough around the edges, maybe. And I thought, well, the series will mature or whatever. But I I don't think that. That kind of fizzled out faster than Tony Hawk ever did, I feel. They made three of them. I know, I know. That's the weird thing about that. It's like, that was not a game that I thought, well, even after the second one came out, and it's like, okay, what have you improved? I don't really know. And then there's another one, and they did the same again. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Other than allowing us to make hilarious physics videos. Yeah, that was the coolest thing about Skate, probably. I I, I don't know. I remember liking Skate. But um, I think I got all the way to the end of Skate, which is quite unusual for that sort of game for me, I think. Mm. But, um, but yeah, um, I uh, when I look back, like Tony Hawk's, I have fonder memories of than Skate, I would say. 
and it had because it had the soundtrack and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, soundtracks. Well, if you if you're making a skating game and your soundtrack sucks, you have you've ruined what is a massive part of those games. Yeah. You've got to get that right. Tony Hawk 2 soundtrack was freaking awesome. All that, yeah, all that amazing. punk hardcore stuff. So good. Bit of Papa Roach. <laughs> I'm a going in a cyclone. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, running in a cyclone. Yeah, That's it, was that yeah. Dub Pistols or whatever? That was cool. Yeah. yeah. And uh, a little bit of... Uh, a little smattering of rage. Didn't it have Gorilla Radio or something? Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah. And it had the remotes. Didn't it have Blitzkrieg Bop in it? I don't think uh, I was aware. Yes, it did have when we were playing yeah. that in like 98 or whatever, I don't think I was actually aware of the remotes. So no, I, think I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah. That was my first exposure. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, get people like Zach listening to the remotes. <laughs> it's quite unusual. <laughs> it's a rare game that can do that. It wasn't like I went out and bought any music. I just inherited your music. <laughs> that's true. I never purchased any music ever. Actually, that's not strictly true. I purchased no. like maybe like one album and five individual tracks in my entire life, probably. No, you you don't you buy OSTs and shit and like like <laughs> yeah, that's what I was talking about. Like one album. <laughs> what was that? Like the Super Mute Boy soundtrack or something? The first Fez? one. The first yeah. one. Okay. Don't you? I want to see actually. Um, I don't know if they'll come to London sometime, but I, I was wondering about going to see Anna Managuchi, who did the soundtrack to yeah uh, to uh, the um, the Scott Pilgrim game. Would you come yeah. and see that, Zach? Come to a gig? <laughs> Go see Chichin Craziness? Potentially. <laughs> yeah. That would, that would rock. Yeah. Uh, have you seen their gigs? It's quite ridiculous. Like videos. I haven't, no. Yeah, it's quite ridiculous. Um, yeah, so that's quite funny. But that was a good soundtrack, because they did the whole that's thing, that. right? For Yeah, uh, they did They did all of the game soundtrack. Yeah. Sounds cool. Properly good. That's an OST I have. Yeah, there you go. They've got an album, yeah, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. Out. If you like that OST, you get... get There's like, some of their stuff's on Last FM as well. Oh, right, so, that's you cool. Know, okay. You can... You can it, it got recommended to me, I think, when I was. Uh, I think I found I, I, like it connected me with the Fez soundtrack through Disaster Piece, right? Like because Disaster Piece has some stuff up there, I think, and then it moved on to onto them, <laughs> just in the in the land of chip tunes. Kind of cool. Because that rapper Kitty, I like, is tours with them sometimes. She toured with Danny Brown, and that was quite stressful, I think. And then touring with <laughs> Adam Gucci was a lot more fun, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, uh, I always imagine Danny Brown to be a bit, probably a bit heavy. I don't know. Yeah, you mean, a lot of drugs, I think, involved. Yeah. What even now? Well, less so isn't, now. Isn't half of isn't half of his rap about like? being a little bit off it now. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, it's all relative, I think. Blunt after blunt after blunt after blunt. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Love Daddy Brown. Anyway. Smoke. Yeah. Do you listen to old, uh, Rob? He's good. Oh. His old album from last year. No, no, I haven't. Oh, I, I check that out if you've got, like, Spotify or whatever. Or whatever you use, Last of Them, be on there. <laughs> yeah. Last of Them. I've been trying to use hey, Spotify. Shameless now. plug, I have a SoundCloud account now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> what is it? Glacial Spoon? Yeah, Glacial Spoon. And I will oh, uh, endeavor to post some stuff up there. 
Oh, I have to check that out, man. Have you got new stuff up there? Uh, not really. I've, I've I've posted up my mix that I did of uh, my interpretation, I should say, of um, Saria's song. Oh yeah, yeah. I did a while back, and I'll I'll post up my Clotho remix as well. Uh, yeah, at some my point, Saria's song. It's a classic. Even especially that guy that that one Goron, right? Who gets super into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Genius. News! News! I've got, I've got four more bits of news about games that... Jesus, okay. stuff that's not out. Like, these, these could be probably little things. Are they um, actually news? <laughs> sort of. It's half news. Um, you, know, you know that we had a bit of a... We we made the point of saying that the voice work in uh, Destiny sounded a bit weird or like a bit phoned in or not quite right. Yeah, did you say that or was that just like? Well, I think it was just yeah, sort of general opinion. I wasn't I wasn't so bad on it because I thought, oh, okay, they're going for the fact that this robotic thing called Ghost is robotic and therefore his intonation is a bit weird. Yeah, that, that's fine. I can sort of understand that, but a lot of people had a problem with that, um, including Kippers. And um, so the guy that does that is Peter Dinklage, yeah, from Game of Thrones fame. Yeah, and apparently Bungie have sort of come out saying, "Hey guys, don't worry, the ghost voice work isn't final," which means they they're getting Dinklage back in to redo it. It's like I don't know. But does it though? I don't know. Maybe they have. Yeah, maybe it means that, but they, they can't be doing. Or that, they fired he? him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's definitely still him, but they did say like none of the voice work that you've heard so far is final. But it was a bit strange, especially the like that wizard, wizard came from was... the moon. <laughs> I mean, how do you say that seriously? That's the best line. <laughs> so I saw the X Men film recently, and he's in that. Um, right, right. He has a pretty, pretty big, but he, and he plays that kind of flat as well. It's like I don't mm. know if that's just Dinklage. Also, I, I don't know because in um, in Game of Thrones, I've only I think I've only seen him in Game of Thrones. I haven't seen the um, uh, the X Men film, even though I hear, I hear it's quite good. So I might see that. So it's all right. Awesome. It's not to my taste. It's a good. Um, I can. It's a good film, but not. But, yeah, not for me so much. But in Game of Thrones, I'm pretty sure he, he's pretty much the only American in Game of Thrones. I think so. Um, and and so he's putting on a sort of English accent, I think, which is a bit weird. I mean, it's fine, it works, but I don't know what he, I don't actually know what he actually sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think because he puts on this slightly strange. You don't notice it after a while, but it's a he's putting on a slightly strange accent um, in Game of Thrones. I suppose you and can it's always like, like you can always like argue that that's, you know it's a fantasy world. People exactly. make strange accents. It's exactly, fine. it's a totally fantasy setting. I mean, none of it makes any sense because. Um, the Lannisters, he's part of this family, the Lannisters. And like, he's got a kind of weird, weird, like American, not, you know, he's putting it on. And then, um, two of them are English and quite posh. And then his brother is like, the actor is Dutch, I think. Hmm. So like, even though they're all in the same family, they all, they all sound totally different to each other, which is really <laughs> weird. Anyway. Um, a stop, stop, Dinklage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, his accent isn't too bad, but uh, uh, none of them are that bad. It's quite a good show, but um, but yeah, it's noticeable. <laughs> yeah, still, still not watched any of it. Oh well, yeah. I'm watching I mean, my, like Agents of Shield got really good. Really? I'm stuck with it, and it's got yeah. I'm I'm really enjoying it now. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Who's doing? Is is, is what's his face anything to do with that? Uh, we um, 
Whedon? No, I, I'm not sure he is. Right. Really. Yeah, he's too busy now making. I mean, there's 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 some of his style to it. Uh, so maybe he is involved. You know, there's a, like the occasional way that jokes are told and stuff feels a bit Firefly esque. Yeah, Whedon esque. Yeah. Um, That's the name of his fan site, isn't it? Whedon esque. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So other not out news. Fortnite's totally real. They released okay. gameplay footage. Oh right, there were people. It, you thinking, know, Fortnite is Fortnite exists. Okay, people are saying this isn't real. This is <laughs> it's not a real game. Come on, this is and fake. consider me massively underwhelmed. Uh, okay, I mean it's just a, it's just a tower defense game. Like you remember, uh, we we did that mod. We played that mod a while back in um, Gary's mod. I think it was a mod for Gary's mod, yeah. and where you basically just used the physics of the world to like build a ridiculous fort and then there was a button you pushed and monsters came. Right. It's that. Hmm. Okay. That's the game. <laughs> well, that doesn't sound too appealing. No. It's like, I. it doesn't, I wouldn't even say it looks brilliant, you know, for an epic game. They've gone for a sort of cartoony art style, which isn't really a way of showing off you engine, surely. Hmm. But, so yeah, at this point I'm just totally not sure. It's not what I had what I expected at all. There's no giant guys in massive power armor with unnecessary lights. But you need that. The unnecessary where's my, lights. Where's my gravity make the boots thing. Yeah. and energy lassoes. <laughs> energy and copious lassos. amounts of pointless swearing. That's an epic game. Although apparently Blazinski is out of retirement. Yeah, what's going? Yeah, what what did he say? Did he actually say he's not making games? Uh, yeah, before? I think he did at one point. Yeah. Okay. And now he's making games again. So I don't know what's going right? on. There. Epic need to like. Yeah, what, what are they doing? Like outside well, of outside of their engine stuff and what you call it, their um, they're like two man team on Unreal or on the yeah. tournament or whatever. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that open source effort, but I might go on GitHub and see what's what's going on. How many commits they've made to their repo? Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe the the worries about Crytek should be more directed at Epic. But then again, Epic probably have a so no. much money in the kitty at yeah, this point. Yeah, they're fine with their engine, I'm sure, because that gets licensed all over the place. Unlike the Cry engine, well, three like, does. But yeah, what's going to happen to four at the moment? We still haven't really seen. I, I suppose is everyone waiting for the classic oh epic need to make a game with unreal engine before we'll consider using it mm, maybe like because you know the, the engine is never finished or until epic release a game that was how they always used to work yeah but what have they got what are they going to do they can't make more gear so Fortnite yeah yeah Fortnite although I can sort of see the name now because you're making a fort and the battle happens at night Lame. Wow, did it really take you that long to realise that? Well, no, but not not until I saw the video, obviously. Then it was like, oh, I see what they've done now. <laughs> so there. I can't believe they put massive resources into a tower defence game and like very few resources into know, tournament, are- arena shooter, yeah. Then again, well, I guess arena shooter is unproven right now in terms of popularity. That's true. But- I don't know. I guess speaking, no, of, shoot, yeah. speaking of multiplayer shooters, uh, more TF2 maps are coming. Well, maybe. <laughs> and they're, maybe, I guess, yeah, because they're, they're now offering a mode you can access in the normal version of the game where you can play on the beta versions of maps. 
Yeah, for testing them out. Valve are considering. That's cool. I wouldn't do so that myself. Maps. I'd let everyone else test out the, all the crapness in the maps. And yeah, well, it's, it's, not, you wonder. It's, it's not like there isn't... I can think of probably two or three maps that have been around on the, the servers we played on for ages and have had so many revisions that they're practically, like, finished. And it's like, why have these never... It's like, you know... Um, I can't remember the name. The, the one with the stupid... Yeah, Cashworks. <laughs> the one with the vault. That's yeah. practically a map that they could just I, take. I always liked that level. It's dumb. It's a really dumb level, but it's kind of fun. And they haven't... The thing that I always gets me is there's a map in the game called Snake Water. Mm. The the one with the like where it well it's one of the new ones so Rob won't even know so I'm not even going to try to describe it. No, I think but, yeah, <laughs> we've played Snake Water a number of times or at least some of the previous revisions of it. But then what is the other map called that sounds like Snake Water but it's a payload map? <laughs> oh, is that clear? Yeah. Is that the one with is something? The, is that the one with the cliff? Where there's a section where the the cart that goes right next to like uh like um it's on the side of a building pretty much and there's just a big expanse off one side of it. No, that's a different map. That's a different one. Oh, okay, it's the one where you push it in, uh, push it down, and then at the end there's a bunch of radioactive valves in like a pit, and that's what explodes. Oh, okay, with you. The what, one that's, what is that map called? Because I always think about snake water, the... and it's like it's not snake water because that other map's called snake water. Yeah, that's the one that starts in the green area with the trenches, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That, that that one's been revised quite a lot. I remember yeah, some of the changes to that. I just always get that confused with Snake Water now because every yeah. time I see Snake Water come up on the map site, I'm like, oh, it's that map, and it's like, oh wait, hang on, this is no, it's payload. not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't I it's like Clear Water or something. It must be. Yeah, it's got water in the name. I'm fairly sure, and that's what confuses me. The new maps. Potentially. Potentially new maps. Yep. Uh, and other games that I I heard I knew this was coming, like but by name only. There's a game called Battleborn that's being made by Gearbox, um, and apparently it's quite a lot of the original team that worked on Borderlands, the first Borderlands. Oh yeah. Um, and the only reason this has sort of caught my interest is suddenly is because i found out that it may be another attempt at making a, a moba but with first person shooter mechanics so a bit of me was like hmm, monday night combat hmm can someone do this well well hmm. well gearbox are a decent candidate right and borderlands i mean that's a totally different style but at least they're used to um bending the first person shooter in ways that most don't. This is going yeah. totally the other way, isn't it? This is like they made it. They they turned the FPS into an RPG. Now they're turning it into a MOBA. Yeah, but yeah, I, mean, I, I get the only example I can think of that have done that before. Really, is mm. I, I guess Monday Night Combat. I, correct me if I'm wrong, there's I, I I'm struggling to think of something right now. But <laughs> I wouldn't have said there was any more particularly famous ones. But the, the to, win Monday night combat extent, made did you it. argue like Future Cop <laughs> was technically one of the first MOBAs? Yeah, oh, your favourite. But it's like Monday Night Combat wasn't even a MOBA. That was like before MOBAs were even a thing. Yeah. And it wasn't really try it wasn't trying to replicate a MOBA. It was just a that was just thing that game. they came up yeah. with. <laughs> I suppose Dota One would have been around before. 
Well, yeah, I mean, Not probably like several of those would have been around before, but... But it wasn't, like, obviously influenced no. by Dota. Not now, where everyone knows what a MOBA is. And... Mm. So do you think now that, you know, if that genre is more established, it'd be, you know, easier to make an, a hybrid? With Maybe. It depends, it depends how much they keep. I think if they did just make a first-person shooter that was a MOBA then maybe that wouldn't be interesting enough. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm totally okay with that because that solves the control issue that I have with League and Dota. Might be a bit bored by having one map <laughs> in the first place. Well, yeah. I guess, well, I, guess I don't know, maybe FPS is... people play 2-4, don't they, for fuck's sake? <laughs> well, they used to. It really depends on what they do with it. Yeah, it really depends how far they go. I mean, I, I still, I, I don't know if like the one map design is something that's just specific to those types of games. I don't know. Like, and maybe in like FPS, you can break that a little bit because your movement is more fluid. You know, you have more movement capability, so maybe you can do more with it. Hmm. In the same way that like Awesome Noughts has doesn't have a large number of maps, but it has like four or five that do mix things up enough to keep things interesting. Indeed. Oh, well, we'll have to see what they come up with. Yeah, so that that entered my radar simply for that those two phrases mashed together. Uh, and final bit of news that I have in in desperation to shift some more bones for um, X bones um, to three sixty owners, Microsoft have been offering certain three sixty owners in the US a seventy five dollar store credit. Okay, when they when they upgrade. And it's like $75, that's quite a deal. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to buy a game, aren't you? So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you're going to be spending money straight away anyway, right? So, yeah, they effectively, it's like a price cut almost. That was <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that was loud enough for the way to take it off. <laughs> <laughs> was that you? It was quite loud. <laughs> uh, right, so... That's a whole game and, and a bit, right? Even yeah, in pretty much. the US, right? Hmm. A game and maybe a, maybe a, a an arcade title, whatever you call them now, like a smaller smaller game. <laughs> yeah, a little indie game of some kind. Yeah, maybe Peggle Two. That's it. I'm out of news. Cool. <laughs> We've done the news section. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I managed to I managed to eke that out longer than perhaps I should. <laughs> Probably. Good, said Zach. Well, Zach. Unless anyone else has any more boring news. <laughs> uh, no, I'm fresh out of dullness. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some interesting stuff, but I can't can't really. Did you Doesn't see really one fit of the... with the theme this week? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that one of the alt costumes for Mario is going to be Stars and Stripes? Yeah. yeah Smash Brothers. And wasn't there like Samus in white or something? Crazy yeah, white it's in that. stick, so yeah. skeleton. Yeah, I mean, are they going to have loads of? That? I mean, that's two. Are they going to have all going to? Yeah, well, presume normally there's at least four variants, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, but they're just color palette swaps normally. Mostly, it's not like yeah. actual costumes. But these are actual. Apart costumes. from maybe like Darkling or whatever, but that's still technically a palette swap, I guess. Yeah, what's, what's the Mario things is is just a texture change. Yeah, but it's a it's a texture. That's kind yeah. of the important bit. It's not just different <laughs> colours. He's still he's still the same model. He's still wearing dungarees. 
the Stars and Stripes dungarees. Where the red and blue is the other way around. That makes no sense anyway, in any case, no matter how you look at it. Because <laughs> it's like he's Italian and <laughs> Nintendo is a Japanese company. Wasn't he from Brooklyn? <laughs> Only in that specific like, <laughs> version of the universe. Where it's like, like, I'm not sure if anyone considers that canon. What, from the, the Super Show and the film? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And presumably whatever voices they gave him in the cartoon series. <laughs> like the other cartoons. It was I always know, like, would those have just been like, you know, bad translate? I don't know. Were those cartoons ever actually out in Japan like first? I don't know. Ever? Probably not. <laughs> that was wave weird. your arms from side to side. <laughs> that was just a guy. Though. <laughs> That's a different matter. <laughs> Do the Mario. Maybe played. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I've been playing um, Broken Age. It's played a bit. Oh, like have it. you? Yeah, ah, yeah I played the uh, Shay, the um, the boy trapped on the spaceship line of story. Because there's two. Uh, it's a. It's the. Um, it's Double Fine Adventure, isn't it? They say so they kickstarted it, and yeah, um, yeah. But it turned into this game, Broken Age. So it's Tim Schafer. Point and click adventure. The first of two parts. Yeah, indeed. And I gather that you buy it and then you get the the second part, whatever. You'd have to pay for that, right? Because it's like the game's unfinished. I thought so. I'm not 100% on that, but... I'm not sure. I wouldn't mind. I think mind. you're right. Yeah. But that would be cool if I get that for free. But bought it in the Steam sale anyway, so... Oh, double fine news. <laughs> oh, back Girlfriend to news. Dango is coming to oh, PC. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that well, the, the God, new version. Damn shit. Yes, awesome. So I can play it. Hooray. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, I'm still not sure how I feel about that. Like, what's wrong with Grim Fandango already? But I mean, admittedly, it's hard to control. <laughs> and different <laughs> but, to actually make run. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, that's the only issue, right? If they they could just, like, make a nice Steam version of it for a start. Anyway. Oh, I don't know. If, they, if, they could rend- if they're doing the whole thing, like, rendered in 3D and stuff with modern controls, then that's, that's an enormous step up. Yeah, I don't have to change cool. anything else. But, but I don't know. I, I I don't know. I think I feel like it's going to be a remake. Like they're going to like redo do it. I don't think it's. Like oh yeah, a, I think it's going to be like ground up, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if that means like. Oh no! Know. I'd imagine they wouldn't change everything. You know, I'm, I would. I hope that it's the same game but in a new dressing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be cool. It'll be, I love Grim Fandango anyway, so that's awesome. I mean, if it means they go on and make another Grim Fandango game, that would be amazing. I mean, that would be a gigantic mm. effort, but yeah. Anyway. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Poor, poor, so, poor Broken Age, know. though. Yeah, that's cool. That's good to know. Um, uh, and um, so I was playing... So there's two uh, storylines in, in Broken Age, and they're kind of... I haven't seen where they interleave yet, but there's the, the boy... And the girl. So there's the boy trapped on a spaceship with a computer who's uh, who's grown up with, and she's controlling his whole life and like mothering him. But she literally called mother, mm. and uh, <laughs> he's like trapped doing these like really tame m- missions in inverted commas that the to keep him occupied, which actually are just nothing and just there to keep him as safe as possible. <laughs> um, and so he's just trying to find a way to break out of the monotony of, of life. And, um, and, but of course he doesn't really, 
I think once he gets into sort of more dangerous things, like once he manages to to subvert the the status quo, of course he doesn't. Right, I don't think he appreciates like what dangers there really are in the universe. He just wants oh, right, to get out of the grind. So I think something doesn't know what danger is. Yeah, exactly. So um, and I, I only realised by the time I'd end, I'd, I'd finished the first few sets of puzzles and stuff and gone through that it uh, he's voiced by Elijah Wood. I think it's a good oh, really? performance. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, you wouldn't know, I don't think. Well, maybe you would if you if you were listening for it. But I mean, he does a good sort of. I mean, the art is really beautiful, and um, it's a very simple thing. You can tell that it's you know it's designed to work on iPad or whatever. Like, there's very minimal kind of. There's no interaction beyond a click, really. There's no like. Mm. You don't have. There's no like different actions like pick up or use or anything like in um, more traditional point and click. Like they they've been trying to cut down on that since the beginning, right? Uh, Tim yeah, games. since since the, the the crazy amount of options that you had in the old in the original Scum games. Yeah, where you yeah. had you had to get the correct verb for what you were trying to do to sort of like I don't know. Sam and Max kind of refined it a bit, where you, the only option was to do something or do something with an item. Yeah, I mean, but even then, you had like look, didn't you, and talk in Sam oh, maybe. and Max. Yeah, yeah. This doesn't have like. So it used to be like look, talk, use, pick up, um, something like that. Anyway, but now it's just it's pretty much just click. Um, you even get like a little hover, um, you know, tooltip thing. I suppose you wouldn't yeah. get that on the iPad, but but yeah, it's pretty obvious which areas are, are interactable and which aren't, and you just have. Mm-hmm. But that, that that's cool because. Um, it doesn't really because the, the it's designed cleverly enough that um um you know you can still have interesting puzzles and stuff even though you don't need all this all, all this complex UI in order to interact with the game and it's really nicely put together uh, but the puzzles aren't that, aren't difficult at all at least not as far as I've got um so it's more like absorbing the the story and uh, enjoying the the jokes and the, it, it's quite gentle it's not like laugh out loud funny all the time um well it's it's pretty funny but it, it's not it's atmospheric it's not like um packed with gags or whatever it's not like sam and max which is packed with gags right would you say yeah of course of course it is. yeah exactly that was that there's it's some really funny stuff pretty much that. every every exchange has some sort of little little thing in there yeah whereas this hasn't got quite that um but it, it's really well really well put together um and I've yet so I've yet to see the uh, the girl story so I'll update you on that on that part but I, okay. I enjoyed so you're, so you're doing it that way around yeah because I, I, I think a lot of, lot of what I've heard about that is people have been playing it that way like mm. stick to one of the stories see it through till the end of the, the yeah because you, you can switch to the other side yeah you can switch but I think I think it's yeah it kind of drew me in what was going on there so I kind of stuck that out so that's cool yeah i suppose the switching mechanic is only as i say is only good if you're if for some reason you're not drawn in yeah i mean i guess it'd be handy if you got stuck and you wanted to like think about it or something then you could switch to the other one um mm. and and make progress there while you were thinking about it but um no i didn't have a need to do that so intriguing <laughs> Yeah, so pretty good. But, but so far, gets the solid cast recommendation from the Dan. Yeah, I'd say so. Definitely play it. Thumbs up. I mean, I like 
pretty much anything that Tim Schafer has done over the years. I like yeah. Psychonauts. Um, oh, I suppose bro, you were the one that played Brutal Legends, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I, ne- you know, I never played that. Me- mechanically, it's a it's very weird game. Yeah. But, but See, that's no, where this one is like super, like straight down the middle, you know, point and click. There's almost no mechanics to it, you know. It's like, mm. it, whereas, whereas Brutal Legend was like trying to do a whole RTS thing by the end of it, wasn't it? Which yeah. is not exactly necessary. It, it, it didn't really work. And on that on that level, but you know, the setting of the, the the reason I got into Brutal Legend was the world, and pretty much any time anyone speaks. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, he writes it. That's the thing, isn't it? He writes yeah. these games. So, I mean, his dialogue is just really good, really funny. You know, characters and stuff. It's cool. So, Broken Age has the spaceship has like a uh, the way it travels. It has a um, a n- kind of central fast and light n- engine room thing, which has this character called the Space Weaver, who weaves, um, who weaves a like a tapestry, which which goes into the engine and uh, powers the the FDL or whatever the navigation. Like, so this is this is sounding a bit like Wanted. It's exactly like Wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Loom of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. But I thought that was kind of a cool concept, other than the fact that maybe it's stolen from Wanted. Yeah, <laughs> it looked, well, anyway. you know, on its own, it sounds cool, doesn't it? It's like, oh, how yeah. do we get about space so fast? Well, we have to weave our yeah. way through through space in a certain way. And it's like, how do you do that? By weaving. By weaving, literal weaving. Yeah, so the space weaver's kind of cool. And um, and it fits <laughs> in with the kind weevil, of aesthetic. For some reason, the space weevil. What like the the pest the the insect yeah. thing space, <laughs> space weevil? I always think of the Jack White cover of the Bull Weevil song whenever I think of weevils. You ever hear that? No. He, he used to do it at the end of the White Stripes sets, like in the early days. It would be like the last kind of farewell jokey mm. song. It would be like the ballad of the Bull Weevil. <laughs> <laughs> Because there was a drought. No, no, what happened? Oh, yeah. So the, the boll weevils came to the south at some point and destroyed all the crops, which was a disaster. But then and it meant that because they were relying on one crop, like cotton or something. I don't know what boll weevil mm. eats. Anyway, but the fact that they the, the, the weevil came and destroyed it meant they had to diversify, which actually improved things. So, so the bull weevil became like a hero or something, <laughs> and they've got like statues of the weevil and stuff. It's like saved us. <laughs> Praise the weevil! Yeah, and they got songs written about the weevil, like that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. So yeah, Space check weevil. it out. Space weevil. I would play that. If there was a game called Space Weevil. It probably already is. Probably. <laughs> something in the back of my mind is saying that something has used a space weevil before. Well, tons of things have used space weevils before. Really? <laughs> the generic, like, pest in space. It's the space weevil. It's like Red Dwarf is one that I can think of. Ah, uh, that might it's be definitely had space about. weevils. <laughs> yeah, so I remember that now. Yeah. Uh, okay, now we know where it's going. They're kind of like big furry slug things in that, weren't they? <laughs> A bit like I'm a, not bit like sure they said them very often, but yes, I think no. they might have been. It's like a sock puffer or something. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure it was just pretty much just a sock. <laughs> <laughs> I would guess that's probably literally what it was. Yeah, if you search for Space Weevil, it's entirely Red Dwarf-based links. Didn't he, didn't he eat a Space Weevil, Weevil once? <laughs> well, of course. Why else would it yeah. exist? <laughs> <laughs> 
Space Wheels. Cool. Anything more on Broken Age? Uh, no, that's cool. I'll, I'll update you next time. Um, Good day. Time to move on. Um, who, who wants to go first? <laughs> Second. You went first. first. I mean, now you two. <laughs> You're going second, Zach. That Am means I? now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what have you been playing, Zeg? Um. Well, it's weirdly I don't remember again. Uh, nothing. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Which is one of those. <laughs> it's one of those weird things where it's like I definitely felt like I should there should have been more stuff last week, but there wasn't. Even I mean, I remember playing Vanish, but that was mostly this week again. So yeah, I played some more of that. I'm nearly done with it, I guess. <laughs> it's like I've nearly You've got complete, all the achievements. Nearly completed all its silly challenges. Yes. Although surprisingly, like the hardest ones looking like it's going to be the one where you have to not build any schools. Because I didn't realise like how shit your people are when they're uneducated. Right. <laughs> it's like they're they're like fifty percent worse, but like you don't really realise how incredibly difficult that makes everything until you try it. And it's like, holy crap, everyone everything just runs out of resources almost immediately and everyone dies. <laughs> so yeah, I've been trying to work out a plan for that. I think I've worked the one out now to do with like basically trading, like get into trading really early and keep a small population and then right. just build up a reserve before you actually expand. That's my plan. Just go so slow, I, basically, is it? Or? Well, the trouble is you like, well, no, I guess you, I guess there's no time limit on that achievement, but the only other achievement I've still got to do is like have 500 population after 200 years, which should be enough time to transition this town from being uneducated to being educated at some point in theory because I don't think it would take me 200 years to get through this trading malarkey <laughs> so yeah there's that okay uh, are there updates coming for that game I thought I saw well like, he's working on mod still... compatibility right or well mod tools I guess sort of modding <laughs> which apparently is going to be quite easy to do because of the way he's he programmed the thing it's like it's basically you're already set up to do mods you just drop them in a folder and, it, and then you, he just made a UI to have it look at the folder <laughs> right so yeah I'm not okay. sure whether that, how much that will because that seems like I don't know it was one of those I was thinking about it and I was like it's like mod compatibility is like a big thing it's like with Starbound they have all their they have a mod site for uploading your mods yeah. into a, into the forum structure and then like you know you get the mods and they're all they have versioning and all that stuff or they did and then they tried to get rid of it and then it came back and then they tried to get rid of it again <laughs> don't know whether they still have versioning and all at the moment but uh it's the, the thing about like with what everyone talking about starbound at the moment in like the forums is always talking about like Every, and whenever someone complains about something, it's like, oh, don't worry, the modders can just fix it. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, maybe... That's, this that's is not like, really what it should be, is it? It's like, maybe the actual developers should fix it since they're still fucking working on the game. <laughs> yeah, it's not even out yet. It's not, like, a, just a finished thing, so... It's way off, isn't it? Yeah, still. But so then, conversely, with Vanished, it's like it's out, but it's like it's, there's not much to the game to start with. So again, right. it feels like I'd rather have the actual developer make some more stuff rather than him just enabling everyone else to make stuff. 
It depends. I don't know. If it's his first thing, then maybe it's a good idea to like keep your scope in check so you build a better game out of yeah. like out of like your goals, I suppose. Get that yeah, right and I then so. and then think bigger. Like maybe he himself is now in a position to, as you say, to to patch and carry on now that he's got the the, the basics down. Maybe. I don't know. It's gonna gonna be it's not like like space engineers this is they do updates like every thursday and they've been doing a real good job of actually doing an update every thursday somehow like actually putting putting something together to shove into the game on a weekly basis and that that's like i'm sure people would love mods for that and you can to some extent like create new types of block and stuff because it's just like an xml file or whatever is the structure for that game so yeah, I don't know. All these modding problems. So I'd like Vanished to be more complicated, but then it's the classic problem of like, I like complicated games and it probably shouldn't actually be that complicated. <laughs> he made it this way for a reason, which was that he didn't want it to be complicated. And it sounds like he succeeded. Yeah, pretty much. All I really want is like, not exactly a map editor, but like a faster way to modify maps or like regenerate maps because it has like the random seed, of course. Mm. And it's like that's, and it, it's just that it takes a long time to generate the map, so you so you can't just be like I'm just going to make random seeds until I find one I like because that's actually tedious. Mm. Uh, right. Okay. Maybe you need like a smattering of pre, you know, pre-generated stuff. Yeah, or like some kind of map editor or something, I don't know. Or, or, yeah, or, or something that maybe only generates the things it can do fast, like the general terrain layout potentially. Also, you can like, like the maybe, objects that go on come later or something. Or maybe you can like modify the, the actual like individual elements of the map generation. Because at the moment it's totally random. So it's like you have. Obviously, oh, like, so just have sliders. Yeah, it's just like, do you want lakes or, or like how many rivers or how many sub rivers and that kind of stuff? That would be. Maybe modify hmm. those would make it yeah, that could be cool. easier to make maps that you want. The only choice you get at the moment is valleys or mountains, which just basically means on mountains you just get less space to build. <laughs> it looks exactly the same, apart from there's more hills where you can't build. Because hmm. you can only build on flat land, which is always annoying when there's a tiny little mound that no. barely registers as being vertically different from the rest of the train, apart from it. It's completely impossible and you can't build on it. You just so want you to be train the... your people to dig the mound? Or... No. <laughs> you need to be the populist god, basically. Yes. Flatten <laughs> everything. Yeah. Totally <laughs> Take the entire world flat. That's the populist technique. <laughs> That's pretty much the only thing the populist god did. <laughs> More or less, yeah. <laughs> your job is to flatten ground so that the computer can build an empire. Yep. Build as many goddamn buildings as possible. <laughs> so that was that recommend overall though yeah I guess I don't know I mean, yeah I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's like for specific kinds of people and you know maybe you know it's a steam sale thing I'm sure because it's not expensive to start with so yeah. <laughs> it did have... come up in the summer sale didn't it yeah like why I got it so, so you... I'm taking that as a thumbs up on my binary scale. <laughs> this is the, Rob's just decided to be the arbiter of this podcast now. Yeah. Like whenever anyone decides whether to recommend something, Rob's just like thumbs up. Okay. I, 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 I kind of like that. Like sometimes <laughs> that's all I want from like a 
a review or something it's just like do you like do you think people should play it do you think people shouldn't play it yes but that's the classic it's, problem with that kind of review is like it's all dependent on the type of person you are <laughs> it's like you guys would want to play Janice but I like it <laughs> I guess it's the same with any like genre isn't it though because like someone might not like racing games yet it gets a thumbs up and the person who doesn't like racing games will go no that's bullshit <laughs> yes, I think that, I, you know, I'd rather play Spanish like, than that like what was the Minecraft the thing you were playing before Minecraft with the Worm thing, thing. Oh, worm! Oh man, just worm! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, certain kind of person. You give the thumbs up to that. You for a certain kind of person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like that's, Which that's that just means everything. We have to have thumbs up. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you can just have bad games. Come on. Well, yeah. It's just that we don't play bad games, so we we never have give out. Oh, I don't know. I don't well, know. Apart from like Sonic, <laughs> like Sonic. <laughs> foreshadowing <laughs> so anyway uh i also played some amount more of even guild wars the new season of living world stuff started in guild wars which is kind of weird because they made it so that the idea is now that instead of you having to play it during the time the two-week period you only have to log in during the two-week period, and then it basically unlocks that story step, so you can do it whenever you want. Which is kind yeah. of weird because it, it is strange. Because I, I wonder about how they will stay populated, or if they'll stay populated, or well, what I was saying to Rob about maybe it maybe is the that, shit ones just won't be populated, and you'll never be able to do them. Or, well, what I was saying to Rob about it is this whole first, this first chapter of the new story or whatever is in, is like your personal story it's basically single player there's no actual need for any other people at any point can you Which, what, can you can you not even play them like a co-op instance well yeah or? you can but you don't need to fair enough yeah. so so like what i was saying to rob because it's like most of what living world season one was was like get the entire server to just pile into this instance and have a gigantic fight for like an hour <laughs> Which at times did kind of work, but at other times got a bit tedious after like, I don't know, 15 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the time that it was just like everyone's just going to grind it for two weeks until the next one comes along. Sure, <laughs> grind it for I, guess, I guess that means they are popular if people are grinding them. Well, but people just like money. <laughs> it's not <laughs> because it was cool. Fake money. It's just because I'm they want they want more, more loot. Mm. So yeah, so this kind of new system of unlocking the the personal story, the like the living world story instances, and being able to play them at any time, and being able to toggle them on and off, and like go back to it, means that like there probably won't be anything like those any longer, like any of the big I, events. I really hope that's not true, because those those were kind of the you know, the big events, the fun. That's like that was the unique thing about Guild Wars. Because I was thinking, as I, I think I said this to Rob as well, it's like I, we were thinking about how it could still work like that. Because now that they have the mega server system where you're no longer limited to your actual server, it just like lumps you in with a bunch of people regardless. So, yeah. the, so there could theoretically be like if they separate off the map, these like special. Because the idea, also the idea of this new living world thing, is they're not going to ever get rid of any of the content. So, like, it's always going to be available. Unlike the season one, where obviously all those bosses and stuff got defeated, and then the world moved yeah. on. <laughs> the only wonders, like, this is a very cynical view that perhaps, in a way, they are dialing back on Guild Wars Two. 
like you know the first events the first season was the main event for guild wars now the second season is like okay if we're doing these little tight little um individual missions maybe that's easier for them and that that gives them some i don't know breathing room to dial back efforts on guild wars 2 living world and perhaps work on whatever's next well it's just like why didn't they do expansions, I guess? Because they'd already had that work for Guild Wars 1. I guess they still could, couldn't they? There's no well, yeah. reason why they couldn't just add a whole nother massive <laughs> chunk of map or fill in the areas of map that are blank. But Well, that's what... They're presumably going to fill in quite a bit of map area with, with Season 2 of Living World now that yeah. they have to keep the content. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason why they couldn't. I still think the expansion pack is an option to them because it did take them a while after the original guild wars before they went down that route yeah sort of but then that might be because they were working on the expansion pack right because they didn't have any <laughs> world to deal with i don't know yeah it's kind of weird i mean the the, the thing about this living world is it is another way for them to make money since they're making it so that if you don't log in during the two-week period you can buy it for cash <laughs> mm. So they're making it so you can buy the parts you missed, I guess. I wonder how yeah. much money they make right now. Like, I wonder how how much actually goes in. Because, you know, running a, a an MMO of that scale with no subscription fees must be interesting. Mm. I guess. Obviously well enough for them to keep going, I suppose. <laughs> well, apparently. apparently. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, that was Guild Wars, I guess. Game of the year. And then there was some small amount of Eve, but the patch for that doesn't come out until the 22nd, so <laughs> still waiting for that industry ridiculousness to happen. I have bated breath. <laughs> yep, I'm sure. So is everyone going to play it when the patch comes out? Is there not any preparation needed? Well, I mean, there's my preparation that I talked about last time. <laughs> Yeah, I demanded that preparation of myself. I got in there, fucked around with stuff. <laughs> but but now you're ready. Well, not really. I'm that pile of stuff that I'm trying to sell off is taking forever. Also, because some like I occasionally actually do play, and then it just adds more to the pile. <laughs> it's like oh no, I oh, maybe no. should stop trying to add more stuff to this pile and concentrate on trying to get rid of the pile. I technically could, if if I wanted to, I could buy a new skill that would let me put more stuff on the market simultaneously. That would get the pile at least out of the way. <laughs> mm, that's one way of doing it, I suppose. But that skill costs like 32 million! Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm probably not going to make 32 million worth of profit off selling all this stuff, so... <laughs> Why would I bother? <laughs> Although, really, at the point I'm at, I have all the skills that don't cost ridiculous amounts of money. <laughs> well, so you have to now pick one that does. Yeah, set, pretty it, much. set it, set it so going. Like, well, I, well, I've been doing, uh, as is the tradition with my Eve skills, it's just like I'm doing the ridiculously... Uh, practically everything I'm training is like 30 days or whatever. <laughs> Because I just haven't done level five on everything, so I'm doing level five on everything. Mm. I have like waiting of waiting for things for a long time. Yeah, this is this is tangent time. I'm sure. Um, tangent time. Dun, 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 dun. Um, did you hear? And Dan will be interested in this as well. The the brothers Chapman 
Yes, um, I did. <laughs> picked up on Homestar work again. Supposedly. Woo! They intend on bringing it back with a new website and an archive. And... Yeah, they need to redo that site. It's kind of stuck in 2006 or something. Well, it's stuck it in a tiny, it. tiny window. It's made yeah, it's stuck in big problem. All they need to do is resize it a bit. But yeah. If they can, like, I don't know. It's, it's like some of those tools that exist that can convert Flash to HTML5. And... It's like it's a Flash website. That means you can rescale it really easily. <laughs> Just That's drag cool. it out, and it automatically smooths everything out for you. Probably not. In though. theory. It's <laughs> so like at this point, it's actually more accessible to put all the content up as video. <laughs> yeah, I think people have been doing that. Like, I think there's some. <coughs> unofficial youtube sources oh i'm sure there's unofficial yeah. youtube sources for everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah because they did make that uh halloween thing didn't they well, well they did make that april fools was the most recent wasn't it yeah oh that was it was april fools okay yeah well so, it wasn't explicitly april fools not like they have done no, april it's more like what's going on here <laughs> it's not like fuck up your website april fools <laughs> it was yeah. just like oh we've decided to make an update april fools it's like we're not dead haha <laughs> yeah pretty much man homestar runner was probably the best thing probably you mean that Delorted. Yep. Delorted. <laughs> so the only other thing, well, the only other thing I can think of, even though there probably has been other things, maybe I should look at my Steam and think about this for a minute. Because <laughs> no. no. I can. Well, I played Team Fortress some more, I guess. That's not really any kind uh, of surprise. <laughs> we've already talked about TF2 news. <laughs> yeah. But that wasn't what I was playing. <laughs> It was uh, what you were playing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't playing the news-related part of it. No. <laughs> I was playing the news. <laughs> oh, I played, like, I actually... Did I talk about this last time? I don't even remember. I played a one run of FTL's Advanced Edition. Oh, right. Well, I'm not I, sure you did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I you... told Rob about it. I didn't talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, I turned on... Oh, I guess it was more than one run. I turned on the Advanced Edition and tried out the new Alien ship. The new ship that comes with the advanced edition, basically, yeah, and the, and the new alien species and all the, all the new stuff, basically, and that run totally succeeded. So I guess it's not that much more difficult, maybe, <laughs> or maybe I just had a fluky luck run and it was totally awesome. But yeah, it it just sounds like the way you have to tackle that game is like quite different. Well, the thing the thing about the advanced edition stuff is like. Well, the first thing is that it you have you have like so much more stuff that you have to pay attention to constantly, and like all these like different alert noises and beefings and things happening all the time from all the different stuff powering up and shutting down and <laughs> toggling. So you actually have to like it's a lot more to pay attention to, I guess. And then like some of some of the modules specifically actually make different tactics significantly more viable in some ways like i mean the whole idea of replace that sh- that alien vessel has a clone bay instead of a med bay so your crew just die and then respawn instead of getting healed basically which sort of changes how you fight like man-to-man combat and stuff and then I mean, there's certain <laughs> certain tactics that present themselves with the new things, and then certain new things that fuck up old tactics. Like mm-hmm. the, now, there's like drones that counter drones, 
So, like, if you're using a combat drone, the enemy can have a defense drone that can shoot your combat drone. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So the drones aren't quite so all-powerful. And then there's, like, drones that give you overshield, and there's the hacking module, which technically is a drone, but not attached to the drone system. And the hacking module is kind of super awesome, I guess. Well, Rob would like it because it prevents you from being able to miss. Because <laughs> you can just hack, hack them and turn off their engines, <laughs> and then you can shoot them. Nice. That's great. That was basically how I won that first run because the, the ship starts with a hacking module and I ended up with enough guns to basically fire eight shots. So I just hack the piloting and then have eight shots. So even if the enemy had four shields, I was still doing four damage every time. Because mm. <laughs> so I hit is, eight shots and they can't miss. Is it more advantageous to hack the engines as opposed to the shields? Or? Well, it depends what you have to counter, really, because sometimes you need to hack weapons and that sort mm. of stuff, especially with some of the new... Actually, I don't know how hacking would work with the new... Because I did a second run, and I got completely obliterated by a new weapon and that I didn't really know what it was going to do until it started doing it, and then it was too late. Because <laughs> it was like the enemy had basically a chain gun laser. Oh, and I was, right. like, I was like, well, that's just going to fire continuously, isn't it? Obviously. But what I didn't realize is like it's, a, it's like it has a spin-up, so it fires slowly at first and then fires faster later on. And fires no. continuously. So by the time I realized that it was like firing every second and had just completely obliterated my shields and I was just pounding my hull, I was like, oh shit, well, I get too late now. I'm already dead. <laughs> I should have hacked their weapons while I still had a chance. That sounds that sounds lethal. <laughs> so yeah, that second run. But the that second run was my experiment into like the new alien race because the new I told you before about how I knew about the new alien race that they are the ones that suck all the oxygen out of the rooms. Yeah. <laughs> so that second run I was doing, I came up with possibly the, the most effective tactic ever apart from you still have to survive inside the context of the advanced edition, so like that chain gun laser that just murdered me. But like the most efficient tactic ever seems to be you use two of those new aliens as a boarding party with a teleporter and then use a bomb to blow up the enemy's oxygen room. Oh, okay. So it's like you just use the bomb to blow up the oxygen room, teleport your two aliens into the into their oxygen room, because oxygen rooms are always only two squares. They immediately drain all the rest of the oxygen out of the oxygen room, so any enemies that come in to fight you take extra damage while they're getting punched. Right. <laughs> and then and then because the enemies won't basically sacrifice themselves, because they're not they're not dumb, but they are dumb, if you see what I mean. <laughs> because they won't sacrifice themselves they run away and then you can just walk from room to room draining all the oxygen out of their ship and there's nothing they can do about it <laughs> right because they can't repair it right because because providing you stop them going back to the oxygen room to repair it by constantly like every time you see someone trying to sneak in there run in there and just punch them until they run out of health and then have to leave because there's no oxygen it's like you're totally good you can just drain all the oxygen out of the rooms until they're all dead <laughs> That's almost too ingenious. Yep, it's almost way too powerful. So you just do that every time? Yeah, that's what I was doing. Okay. And it also means, also the other cool thing, well, sort of not really that cool, but one thing that I didn't really realize that was going to be kind of awesome about that alien race specifically is because they don't, because you don't, have, they don't need oxygen, you can teleport them onto drones because the drones don't normally have any oxygen in them. Mm. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> 
Because those can be really annoying, the drones. Well, the, yeah. you know, the, the autopiloted ships. Yeah, because they have like super evasion every time. Yeah. But if you can just teleport your dudes into their engine and just disassemble it from the inside. <laughs> Genius. Can teleports miss? No. Because, oh, like, then why? How do bomb teleports miss? Because <laughs> it's a bomb. It's probably an important difference. It's teleporting. Yeah, that so was right? that. that FTL. It was quite weird. And all, like, I ended up, one of the achievements for this ship is, like, use all of the new stuff, basically. And I coincidentally managed to find all the new stuff and buy it all. So I had, like, the mind control as well. Yeah. Which, which is also pretty funny for, like, various maneuvers. I think the best... Probably, there's two awesome uses for it. The first one is like, if the enemy teleport onto your ship, you can use the mind control on the enemy on your ship and just make them fight each other. <laughs> Which is a good way to fuck up enemy boarding parties. Yeah, negates that whole thing. And then the other way is like, you can use it basically in the same way as the hacking drone by just mind controlling the enemy pilot <laughs> and making him shoot his own piloting console. Which is kind of useful. To fuck up their evasion, and then right you don't miss, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, if, if they have autopilot, then that will still cover while the enemy, while the guy you've mind control is shooting it. They very rarely actually destroy anything if you're mind controlling them, because usually the other people on the ship come in to fight them, right? Which prevents them from doing any system damage. But providing they're not actually piloting the ship, you at least get them down to whatever level of autopilot they have. <laughs> So can you command, like, one guy at a time, then? Well, you don't really control them. Actually, I don't know if you do control them, or if they just do their thing. Right. They just switch allegiance and start bashing. Become random friendly headlights. Yeah. If you really want to, you can do the sort of double layer of ridiculousness if you have mind control and hacking, because hacking, hacking a room also locks all the doors. So if you just hack a room and lock someone in and then mind control them, none then their team can't get in to stop them from shooting the thing. So then you can actually do damage. <laughs> Which is kind of dumb. I hope the mind control machine makes a wallaloo sound. Which makes some kind of noise. Wallaloo. <laughs> so yeah, that was that. That's kind of ridiculous. So if you were playing it again, you know, if you just thought to yourself, oh, I fancy a game of FTL. Would you switch on the advanced edition? Probably not every time. It's like I've still got stuff to do in the normal edition. Like I never did get the last ship and, you know, some of the ship-specific achievements. Mm. So, you know, you could still do that in advanced mode or would that not be real? (laughs) Well, that's... Would not be earning it correctly? That's sort of the question. I mean, like, well, f- specifically for the ship unlocks, I think just because advanced mode adds more events, that would make it more difficult for that specific event to appear. Right. If you see what I mean? Yeah, I see, yeah. You think so, there's a lower percentage overall of the special stuff happening? Yeah, probably. So probably to get that achievement, I'd probably still leave it in, nor get that last ship. And the other ship that I technically didn't unlock, but got unlocked due to the advanced edition. <laughs> So yeah, that's FTL. Parts one and two of the Zach Teaches Rob to Play <laughs> FTL are now up on YouTube. Yeah, they sure are. Yeah, I need to check those out, actually. <laughs> and then I can learn how to play FTL. 
prepare for three hours of ridiculous video. <laughs> yeah. Three hours it's, of it's, awesome it's a tutorial. Home run. Oh yeah. And did you learn? I mean, <laughs> is it well, effective? I think I was doing the the right thing most of the time. Anyway, to we learned. But, all we really learned was the the classic Rob Luck effect is still existent. <laughs> yeah, which is when did, he's by himself doing it. He for some reason it's terrible. Terrible. Luck. That, 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 run went, that run went so much better than any other run we've had, I've had before. Like everything, even the ones that Zach wasn't sure about, even the events that Zach. Oh, I haven't seen this one before. This must be an advanced edition thing. We were like, well, well should we do this? Like, and they went. They all of those went well, and it's like, hooray. <laughs> And that other run that you started playing after started to go pretty well <laughs> with the energy ship. That so, I mean, I refuse, to, run, I refuse so. to play that game unless you're here now. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> I'll force you to finish that energy run at some point then. Because I want to see how that turns out. Because I think we can yeah. probably do it. Yeah, it was going well. Going well. So now we get to the one actual new game, as is always the tradition with me, I guess. You Save it for last. That's I was on Amazon. Of the version of the, the news jingle, but for the new the games. News. <laughs> yeah. I was on Amazon.co.uk. Yeah, I was on Amazon buying a fan because the previous fan I had in my room was had an incredibly loud rattle because it got oh, fucked up at fancy, some point. That fancy tower thing. Yes, the fancy tower fan got a hideous rattle in it somehow. So I was like, well, fuck this noise. Go buy a new fan. So I went on Amazon to buy a fan, and while I was there, I looked at <clears throat> I looked at my Amazon wish list, which is basically my keep an eye on the price of 3DS games until they come down to a reasonable level, which they never do. Oh, dude, you need to use the stupid camel thing. What's yeah, it I'm sure. Camel, camel, camel. The, the camel thing. Yeah, camel, camel, camel. Um, it's a price tracker it emails you when the Amazon price goes to the threshold that you set yeah but oh, I mean really? the, 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 and it also you can look up any um, you know Amazon URL and it gives you the graph and it's hilarious how much the, the they literally change or not just daily but like almost hourly some of the prices change yeah it's insane the wish list at least tells you like what percentage below the price you added it at was Right. It's yeah, like, since you added it, it's gone down this much or whatever. Right. Although in some cases, the things, the games that I have on my Amazon wish list for the 3DS, in some cases, have only gone up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess because no one sells them any longer, it's like that the Etrian Odyssey game I was thinking about getting, mm. that weird, like, map drawing RPG thing. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> it's like that's gone up to like 50 quid now because <laughs> no one sells it any longer. <laughs> So it's actually hard to come by. Yeah. So I was just like, and then I, when when I saw that, I was thinking about where the hell else would I even buy a 3DS game in England? It's like game, game, and that's not going to have that either. Not from bricks and mortar, anyway. Yeah. No. So I guess I'm fucked. Basically, never going to get that game. I suppose I could technically still buy it on the eShop for regular price, mm. but that's not what I wanted. I wanted it to very marginally go down to some kind of internal threshold I have. Which is what happened when I was looking on this wishlist and I was like, holy shit, Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds is slightly cheaper than usual. Wow. <laughs> slightly. It's like 23 quid. That's actually quite reasonable. Yeah, for a, for, for like a Nintendo first party game on the 3DS, I was like, well, holy fuck, it's probably not ever going to get any better than that. <laughs> Yoink. Dude, what? Link Between Worlds? 
How much does a 3DS cost? <laughs> buy the shit. You should, and then I'd have someone to street battles with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know me, I'd probably never buy another fucking game. Oh, where's the... Oh, it wouldn't matter. It's just one street pass. Any kind of street pass. <laughs> oh man, you can get a 3DS with a Triforce on it, which has it bundled. That's probably... <laughs> yep, I'm sure. So I played some of that. Quite a lot of that. And... It's well, cheaper than Ocarina of Time. <laughs> yeah, that that's the other thing. Like, the Ocarina of Time remake has never gone down in price. Or not much. Anyway, anyway, Zelda. So What's yeah, it like? I play, play quite a lot of that. Well, the, thing, the f- main thing to talk about is like, I'm going to skip to the end of this whole conversation, I guess, or what Rob would consider the end of this conversation and say, it's good, thumbs up. Hooray! <laughs> 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 and now I'm going to proceed to bitch about it for like 20 minutes. As, as, as we normally do. Zelda, it's always, it's always good. Well, the thing about it is like, I think it's good, but I don't think it's like as incre- incredibly patch-shittingly good as everyone thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. Because, like, at the time, everyone, it was practically going to be game of the year, and in some cases, was game of the year. Yeah, just game spots, I think. But it's like I, I don't know. I mean, I have played the SNES one that it's basically a complete ripoff of, you know. The exact same game, yeah. As you do. So I, I, it's not like I don't have that comparison. I, I maybe I'd think it was better if I didn't, but surely all these people who were reviewing it did. So that right. doesn't make sense either. So I think my main problem with it is like the new revolutionary thing that everyone was going on about, like the stupid renting the items thing. Yeah, yeah. That's not actually cool at all <laughs> in any way. Have you actually like, used it? Because a lot of people said you didn't really have to use it like that. Well, you could just buy the items and. Well, the thing is, it's just it. like it's the so the idea of it being that you can access like the temples in any order because you can just get whatever items you need hmm. is like that's not actually well. <laughs> that's fine, sort of. Except for like, there's no. I think because of that, it's sort of makes the rest of the world feel more empty because it's like i've never used the fire rod apart from in the ice temple it's like i've never seen anywhere in the entire world apart from the ice temple where you can use the fire rod to solve a puzzle Hmm. so it's like they haven't really they've allowed you to access the dungeons in any order but there's no reason to have the item apart from in the dungeon that you would be using it in anyway if it was the item you got in that dungeon (laughs) weird so i don't think that that's bizarre why even bother yeah there must be there must be some reason there must be areas of the world outside of because traditionally like in the general world there's areas that you can only get to once you've got the item from the some dungeon right yeah i mean there's i don't think there's virtually any of those i think that's the thing i mean there's plenty of bombable walls and the bomb technically is an item you have to rent but it's the fucking bomb (laughs) it's like the most generic of zelda items there's not even that many places where you can hook shots. It's like you don't really need the bow for anything apart from combat. There's no switches to hit with the boomerang apart from in specific boomerang locations that are clearly labeled with the boomerang logo. So yeah, it's just like there's it just seems like in the general 
so really all that means is like you'd get to the entrance to the temple you'd see the thing that tells you what item you have to have you'd fly back to the shop you'd rent the item and then you go back it's like that's not actually changed the process in any way Mm, no that's just made it more irritating by the sound of it so you are renting rather than just buying them well because presumably you don't die well you don't have a choice initially like you can only rent to start with but then that's the other problem with the rental system is it's not actually any trouble at all it's like i had so much money by the time i could actually rent items i just rented all of them and then by the time i could buy items i had so much money i just bought <laughs> right because just money just flies out of everything constantly in huge quantities <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's oh, like man, you, kill a, money. you kill a goddamn regular enemy and 20 goddamn rupees come out <laughs> And wow. every every extra chest in the dungeon has like a hundred or three hundred rupees in. Wow, inflation has really hit Hyrule bad. Apparently, because yeah. it used to be like quite exciting when you got one of the gold ones or something. Yeah, got like two hundred rupees, and, and it filled up your freaking. Oh yeah, I didn't have any space. Also, yeah, also you don't have any concept of different sizes of wallets in this game, so you can right. just immediately get all the money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So yeah, that's sort of it. Sort of, that sort of negates the whole idea of renting in itself because you just have so much fucking money. <laughs> yeah, because most of the time it's like you were lucky if you got like one out of an enemy, weren't you? If you killed it, if if yeah, that, and the occasional one, maybe two, and, and there's just like twenty rupees lying around on the floor and <laughs> in every dungeon, like behind this hidden wall, there's a fucking line of twenty rupees. Does a goddamn ton. I don't yeah. think I ever finished that quest in in Ocarina where to get the big wallet. Was what, it the, the House of Skeletal thing? Yeah, House of Skeletal or whatever. Sure, that's because you had to get all of them. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. Like... It's freaking crazy that 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 place in uh, that was a really dark story, right? It was like a family yeah, they that got it all turned into with the horrible mutated Skeletal. <laughs> it was really wrong. Yeah. And it was in that really nice, pleasant village as well. You just yeah. go to this house and it's like, oh yeah, that family's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you have to break into the abandoned house. So yeah, that's why least, I... At least that was... I can't... I think that was slightly less manageable than the, the bug hunting one from uh, Twilight. Well, the bug hunting one was because it was actually difficult to find them. <laughs> yeah. They weren't super obvious, like a big fat sculpture thing crawling no. around. There's just a tiny dot somewhere. Yeah, in a huge open world. Well, not really open world. Open area. Mm. <laughs> so that's the bitching about that segment. But the one thing that is actually good... The one thing that's good, okay. <laughs> the one thing that... that <laughs> in in thing a thumbs-up game, no less. <laughs> yeah. It's like the one thing that is actually awesome, better than good... Awesome, okay. Is that, like is the actual new mechanic of like going 2D and walking along the walls. That is actually awesome. And it's like, it's the one new mechanic that's been added to the Zelda game. And it sort of feels like the entire game's, the, the, the awesomeness of the entire game is based on that. And all these other, like new, all the other Zelda items that you can buy might as well be completely irrelevant <laughs> because they're not good any longer. Okay. All that matters is the new ability. <laughs> Okay, well that's cool. Do you reckon that's in part because the levels have been more designed around the new ability as opposed to the items? Or well, to some extent, but I mean, it's not like it's not like the new ability has any like any advanced concepts to it. It's not like you get abilities to your ability. You, yeah, it's it the same from the start of the game. So there's a limit to how much variance they can do with that, I guess. 
but yeah, so that like that saves it in some ways, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> we must save it if it's a thumbs up game. Come on. Yeah. But so what's the, what's the music and stuff like? Everyone well, was the saying, yeah, awesome, shit, yeah, the music. Was. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it is just the old music, but higher quality. <laughs> Which I suppose you can't go wrong with. Yeah, it has all the same tunes, the same Dark World overtune and whatever. Overtune, <laughs> overtune, <laughs> Dark World, Dark World Overworld tune. Yeah, that's technically <laughs> what I was trying to say. That sounds even worse. <laughs> this guitar is overtuned. It so yeah, but, too precise. So I mean, like, if you've played the previous game the actual the way it's exactly the same world is kind of weird <laughs> it's just like it's, it's just it's, like part of the problem like of why you're not so sure that it should have been like game of the year material that it is because it is so much of the old game redone well it's because it's i don't know it's just it's because it's fine that they reused the world i guess because the actual world part of the world technically doesn't matter. It's like the dungeons are the only bit that's important, I suppose. Sure. And it's like the the new mechanic that they've added is what makes those dungeons interesting, not the old ass items. So it kind of, in some ways, it feels like they could have made a better game if this wasn't Zelda, and they just made an entire game based around the new mechanic or something. I don't know. Nintendo would never do that. No, of course. <laughs> It's basically Portal. I mean, that's pretty much what that new ability lets you do, since you're not right, travelling yeah. from one bit of wall to another bit of wall. <laughs> so I suppose some of the puzzles are kind of Portal-esque in, in certain ways. But you have to find a... Unlike Portal, you have to like find a path along the, well, the wall, don't you? When you say find a path, it's not like you have choices. It's like right. there's either an obstruction or there's not. <laughs> Because you can't move up or down on the wall or anything. You can only travel in a precise horizontal level exactly on the level you're at. And right, occasionally... Yeah, well, occasionally there are moving blocks that you can stick to and like travel around on the side of the block. Which lets you do some slightly different elevation things. Hmm. So yeah, I guess it's good. It's probably not... Not very difficult. That's, you know, I guess that's because I'm good at that kind of game, maybe. I played some of those before. I don't know. Yeah, you know what's coming. Does <laughs> it does it how does it scale the difficulty then? Because presumably it's a Zelda game, you're getting more hearts and stuff as you go on. Do the dungeons get harder in some way to not scale? Really. I suppose that's not necessarily something you'd see. Is it? I mean I think that's maybe potentially another one of the problems with how it's balanced, because it's like you have more health and it's not really there's not like enemies. You can upgrade the master sword, which I thought was weird. <laughs> it's, it's the not, fucking it's not master, the master sword, sword at first. Then, <laughs> well, it is the master sword, but then you can get you can get master ore and upgrade the master sword to make it even better. <laughs> the master, master. So, so you can so if you upgrade the master sword, it does more damage. And there are certain enemies where you, if you come across them, I guess if you come across them early, they're like really difficult. So, like, there's this one type of enemy where I, was, I wasn't I was even sure I was even doing damage to it because of how many hits it took. And then it hit me and it knocked off, like, five hearts. And I was like, well, this is... Maybe I should come back. But that's, like, pretty rare to find one of those situations where it seems like you're actually underpowered for the area. 
because I guess they couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. So it has a pay- has a difficulty curve problem then. Yeah, it's like there's no difficulty curve. It's the same all the way through. <laughs> Just never get hit. That's the solution. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't die. I haven't I haven't actually died yet. I've been resurrected by fairies a couple of times when I got lazy. <laughs> Good, good advice though. Don't die. Yep, always the best plan. <laughs> so, girls, top tip. Why do 3DSs not come with chargers? There must be a good reason for this. Because <laughs> they like having it in a very small box. I think is the only reason. Oh, uh, is that the reason? It's a I'm... very, very small box. It's like literally the box is pretty much only the size of the 3DS because there's nothing in there apart from the 3DS. Uh, I remember <laughs> us having this conversation when you bought yours, and then we're just like, "Sorry, what?" I'm just looking at the SKUs on, on, on Amazon.co.uk and you can like click between them, you know, so yeah. on one page, so it's yeah. easily. So the standard one's £165. Right? I'm talking about the XL, right? Right, the standard XL. 165 Um the, the 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 Zelda Link Between Worlds edition is two hundred and eighty three for some reason. Wow. So that that's a, that's like hundred and twenty quid for that game, which you can get for twenty quid, right? For, so for you're the paying the game and the triforce. Yeah, you, I guess you're paying a hundred quid for a triforce there. So I'm not yep. sure why. And then but like I said, so the standard's hundred and sixty five, but the Yoshi edition with Yoshi on it is hundred and forty. <laughs> 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 So Yoshi really? is a damaging brand. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. <laughs> it's not That's like great. the Yoshi one comes with a Yoshi game of any kind. It just has Yoshi on it. It's just cheaper. Do they still sell the Fire Emblem one? Uh, they've got a black-blue one, but it doesn't say anything about Fire Emblem. Mm. Uh, they have a Mario Kart 7 edition? Mario Kart 7. Red. That one's white. Mm. Um, That's 200 quid. Uh, oh. The white one is cheaper than the black one by like a fiver. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Gasp. Oh, that's Weird. dumb. Why do they do this? And it's so ridiculous. Well, I suppose on Amazon, at least, they're trying to like gauge popularity, aren't they? And if something is not selling quite as well, they will just do, as you say, do on their hourly tweaks. Yeah. And be like, yeah. Oh, the- that's probably, presumably none of that is Nintendo's price, strictly speaking. No, no, no. none of it will it's be. It's within no. the limits of what Nintendo will let you sell it at, but... <laughs> I don't know. That two hundred and eighty pounds one does sound a bit ridiculous. Yeah, I think that's like only. Said, oh no, hold on. That is one that a is third party seller. Yeah, that one's a third party seller. It's hard to tell because it's all on like the same page. But yeah, yeah. that's obviously out of stock. So obviously don't that they don't sell that one anymore. Uh, sold by Tuboon. Tuboon. Tuboon for you. Yeah. Uh, so that's a third party seller. But the the Yoshi ones from Amazon, and that's mysterious. Hmm. Although that says <laughs> nobody likes you, Yoshi. Two to four weeks on that one. <laughs> Go so. shit your eggs elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mysterious. Anyway, 3ds pricing news. So yeah, uh, does does Yoshi crap eggs like yeah and give birth through the same same hole? You reckon? Like, are they, <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, it's the same thing, isn't it? Well, no, because if you're if you're eating, like if he's eating and then laying eggs as a result of the eating, mm. is that just egg shaped poo? Yeah, clearly. That must be really confusing for them <laughs> when they're raising their like, eggs. It's like is that, is that a nest of eggs or a nest of crap? 
Best of crap. Crap list. So Brazil have conceded a penalty after three minutes. Nice one. <laughs> <laughs> Going well. What do we reckon? Five, five nil? <laughs> Who knows? Who are they playing again? Uh, Netherlands. Uh, Netherlands. Oh, yeah, Netherlands. The third place match. Netherlands should be able to score like more than five, surely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although they did yesterday, which was their problem. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, that's what that's what you've been playing. So. Yeah, I think that pretty much covers it. Cool. What about you, Rob? Anything else? Man, we're, we're totally going to run long this one because um, oh, I need to rant off about rant the other on. game that rant off. <laughs> yeah, rant off about the other game that actually has Zelda content in it, which is <laughs> yeah. Sonic Lost World. <laughs> uh, Sonic cough. Yeah, that's not a good game. It no. took me a while to realize it, but that is not a good game. Okay. Weren't the warning it's signs like, there? Sort of, like yeah. It's got the word I Sonic mean, on the box. I mean, oh no, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, not No, I'm yet. only joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's. You're right. Perhaps from the start, at least by the time you get to like the second world of that game, there should have been some indications that all was not quite right. Like in the second world, there are levels where it becomes apparent that some of the level design just does not fit with the control, right? Um, and the way Sonic's like new free running abilities work, like it just becomes awkward, um, or you do the wrong thing constantly, or you. Uh, it's like it's just tricky it's just tricky and there shouldn't be a reason for it to be tricky because it's most of the time it's actually fairly simple platformy stuff that you're struggling with uh, and then you start coming across the levels that just seem ill-conceived like um i showed zach one where you're running away from a um uh, a, a sort of sandstorm cyclone thing right but it doesn't. It, it doesn't move along the level at a fixed pace. If you start getting too fast, it speeds up. And then if you hit like certain speed boosts and stuff, it just catches up with you. But you don't really move ahead of it. And it's like this is this is weird. And there are times where you can actually be hitting the things that make you go fast, but because the cyclone is suddenly accelerating to keep up with you, you actually lose during mid mid your supposed fast bit. And it's like, oh, okay, that doesn't really make sense. And it's just. They got you running just, in a cyclone. <laughs> except, except I'm running away from a cyclone. <laughs> Apparently I can't run in a cyclone, despite the fact that... Uh, Triple overdose, then you're in the zone. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Sonic probably has had a, uh, the ability to create cyclones at some point in his past, probably. Yeah, always certainly. Him and cyclones don't get on, it seems. Now, they, had, they said some things. <laughs> it was Sonic Adventure 1, clearly. <laughs> it was just and it just gets worse as the game goes on oh things just start to fall apart and levels get it's it's frustrating because in the sense sometimes you can really see that the the designers were trying to be creative that some of the ideas actually I think probably could have worked but they just fight the control all the time. Like there's a world based on ice, which is always fun. And you get to like, well, actually in Sonic, normally the ice levels are pretty good, but in this case, like it creates sliding, um, momentum. Like you can't really, right. It's a classic slippy floor thing. Yeah. Um, except uh, there's a really bizarre decision in that when you're running, 
um, on ice. You don't run. He does a skating animation, which at first you think is really cool. It's like, oh, okay, they've got, a, they've actually made a whole new animation for this. That's, that's pretty nice. Um, and then you jump. And Sonic does a ballet-style pirouette into the air, <laughs> which, while you're doing, removes all of your mid-air control. Oh. Like, right. so you can't homing attack, you can't initiate a bounce. So the way to the way it forces you then in certain sections of the game to make sure that you're not running before you make this jump, because you will need the homing attack. And it's like, oh, for the love of God, that's terrible. Mm, that's really bad. I mean, just re- those levels I, are awful, like categorically terrible, the ones with any of the icy bits on. It's a pretty cardinal thing, just taking away your control. There's just levels the where that seems to, or moments where that just seems to happen, where what you expect to happen just suddenly doesn't. Mm. And it's, I mean, that extends as far as the homing attack has always been a little bit dodgy, but in this, there are times where it can be really dodgy. Mm. It's just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, throughout the entire length of the game, I could not figure out how to make the multi lock really function. Right. Like, so they've added a new thing now where you, where you can, lock multiple targets at once with the homing attack and it will either hit all of them or you can lock the same target several times to do more damage to it which is required in certain parts of the game um sometimes that's not really telegraphed very well that's a whole nother problem um it's just so there are times where you there are where you need to do this multi-lock but you're not really sure how to initiate it so you jump and it like locks it once and it's like well, I needed more than that. Can you give me some more locks, please? Yeah. And it's like, do I have to stand in front of this thing for a little bit doing nothing for you to like lock, get more locks up? Or do I have to wait for it to get one lock and then I jump and then it locks the rest? I haven't figured it out. And it like over the course of the entire game, I think I should know that by now. <laughs> yeah, you'd think you'd get it within the first level or so and start refining it after that, right? Yeah. Your skill in it rather than not being... Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's just it's such a shame because it's one of those ones where it feels like they were they they obviously wanted to do a Mario so there's more innovation in this like there's more different themed levels I think than some what they tend to do normally. Oh, you like, mean you like know. a Ma- the Mario you've been playing recently? Then? Yeah, you know they do a Mario as in they like having areas <laughs> as in shake that- your arms from side to side. <laughs> <laughs> do the Mario. <laughs> they um. <laughs> Well, they don't have a cool song to go with this one either. There's not really a sort of a, like a ridiculously hard theme tune. Yeah, it doesn't have a theme tune with people singing or anything. It just has that orchestral number. That's that's the theme tune. That always sounds like it's like asking a question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's um. I mean, so what I mean by doing a Mario is like they try and mix up. So the stages tend to have a sort of like a themed style to them. So there'll be like some that are um, like the the spheroid style levels, but then you'll get ones that are just like one offs, which is like most of most of New Super Mario Bros. U was, is that most levels were one off ideas, which is kind of cool. But yeah, yeah. Um, and some of those are the better levels in the game um, when they go off the beaten track. And it's. It's just that it feels like they're trying too hard in places. Like the whole item system is appalling. Like they have an item system like Mario where you can pick up items and you can use them when you want. But you you use the mid-level, which is different, I suppose, rather than activating them before you go into a level. Right. Um, 
But then they have this ridiculous like attempt at doing a Miiverse social thing that is constantly getting in the way, saying, I white wisp mysteriously appears and gives you an item. But it's like, but I don't use the item, so what am I going to do with this? I have to tap through a few unnecessarily slow dialogues on the on the pad to say, no, I would like to discard these. Are you sure you want to discard them? Yes, please discard these things. You've discarded the item. Yeah, I know uh-huh. I've discarded the item. Drop me back. And it's like... And this happens way too often, and it's super dumb. It just sounds it's like, just, yeah, just a, a bit of a chore. It has so, yeah, it has. I think if it had like a a bit longer in the incubator, they really could have made something out of it. But I wonder if someone made the. It, it feels a bit like, oh, hey, we've made these platforming mechanics. Can you build a game around them? Mm-hmm. And then, and then that didn't really work. <laughs> what do you think? Because the mechanics happened, were kind of flawed. It's uh, it's bad. At, I mentioned telegraphing earlier as well. It's like it's bad at telegraphing what you have to do in places, mm. um, which is again kind of like it's game one one, right? You need to yeah, know what you're supposed to be doing. Like, otherwise I, you're just going to fall down that hole, right? <laughs> or yeah, like, I ran through the last, not the last level, the second to last level of the of the main story about I don't know, probably nearly twenty times before I figured out how you're supposed to kill the boss at the end of it. It's like, oh, you do that. Oh, I see now. And now, I can, and then I, after I'd figured that out, I could sort of see. Oh, I see. You were trying to telegraph that by doing this thing earlier, but I didn't get that. I just, I don't know. And there were a number of moments like that where I didn't pick up on its supposed cues, or if there were cues. Like there's a level fo- uh, focused around being a snowball, right? Because, um, but I didn't realize you could do the spin dash as a snowball, and then that becomes the key mechanic you need for the boss fight. And it's like, oh, oh, I can do that. All right. Well, so it didn't tell you at all, or it didn't? The game, there's no, there was no help bulletin or anything. It expected me to know that I could spin dash as a, as a, because I was a snowball. When I made the assumption, it's like, oh, I'm a snowball. None of my normal controls will really apply, right? Hmm. I suppose spin dash should have been the one that I perhaps assumed would be there. You know, it's a ball. Sonic's a ball half the time. But even so, like usually they like, yeah, they teach you a bit earlier on, don't they, about those things, mm. or like give you some kind of hint. And the worst thing is, is that the DLC content is a glimpse of what could have been had they just been more focused in a way. Like, because those levels play pretty well. Mm. Like the, the the Yoshi themed level looks like something out of like Yoshi's Story Train and. And plays quite a lot like like you, the, 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 you're picking up instead of red rings, you're picking up the the little flower things, and there are pipes you can go into to go to different areas, and it's it's quite a good homage to it, and it plays nicely. Um, same with the Zelda one. The Zelda one is actually a, like puts you in an open stage, and there isn't really a lot of point in it in terms of a level. You could just like go through it really quickly if you wanted and skip to the end, but um, it, like part of that that gate that levels thing is oh you can sort of explore it a little bit and find different ways of earning rupees and <laughs> yeah exactly stuff yeah. like that and it's like oh, this like, these levels work it's like <laughs> it's weird it is strange and the, the look of the game also i think they've got very right i really like how that game looks right okay so it's and not the like that part of the vision it's just the the actual it's all mechanical it's all yeah, mechanical, mechanical that's problem yeah. It's 
some of the best, and even weirder, just to top it all off, when you finish the game, you unlock like a hidden zone, which has like four extra levels. Um, and one of those is a bit weird. And I haven't actually played the fourth one yet because it requires an animal target, like a certain number of saved animals that I don't have yet. Um, like the two of those levels are kind of interesting because they seem to be ideas that they couldn't work out how to fit in the rest of the game. So just made dumb levels about it. Um, like one of them is just a, one of them's a, like a flying level where you're just, um, uh, it's, it's, it's like a straight course basically. And you're just dodging left and right to avoid things, but right, it's like, right. you know, it's, it's simple, but it's not done anywhere else in the game and it plays fine. Um, and then there's one level that's all about like standing on moving platforms and making sure you pick the right path and stuff like that in order to go down and like platforms you stand on disappear behind you. And it's like, it's, yeah, it's just another platformy stage, but, and it's a, not a bad one. It just wasn't used elsewhere in the game. And it's like, this is weird. It's like, why weren't these main levels? These are better. <laughs> yeah. Well, they need to recognize when they've got a good thing going. And <laughs> yeah. And they really didn't on this. I, it, it does feel like they, you know, they sort of had the right idea and then just shat it out like a year early or something. Mm. Well, maybe, maybe a year is a bit much, but it just needed polish, a lot of polish. So. Uh, as much as it pains me to say it, I cannot recommend Sonic Lost World. Thumbs down. <laughs> Ooh, thumbs down time. That's <laughs> uh, the most frustrated I've been with a game for a while. Just the rage I had at some points of like, but what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely time for a thumbs down when, you're fe- when you've got that feeling. I hate that. Yeah. It's the worst. Is that it's like, ah, ah, son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, the sort of the, the tone that I mentioned, like the, probably the least important part of this, that tone of the sort of storytelling that I uh, uh, sort of said that I liked gets considerably more boring as the game goes on. Right, yeah, it kind of starts to wear a bit thin, right? <laughs> well, no, it's just it's just front heavy with the good stuff, the sort of like oh, the see. stupid stuff that I like. Like towards the end, it's just like it becomes, I don't know, story gets a little self-serious in some ways and it's like Ooh. where's the comedy like this is what you do right this is what you've actually got re- okay at doing in terms of sonic games yeah it's this mysterious kind of comedy thing it's like tails gets kidnapped and then sonic goes a bit emo about it and it's like no, no what no no that doesn't i don't want this no. and then that situation just resolves itself because of course like <laughs> sonic doesn't even really do anything <laughs> <laughs> no he just runs really fast and jumps on things <laughs> that's it's weird really anyway it's like surely Amy should have got kidnapped oh Amy and Knuckles pretty much die <laughs> <laughs> okay good pretty much pretty much and, and, and then they're not and then they mysteriously reappear we're fine yeah. guys no problem we saved the world way. We like even even the ending is really sort of anticlimactic. It's like Sonic's just like, yeah, they're like, woo, Sonic, you saved the world. I'm having a nap. <laughs> <laughs> That's genius. Uh, almost lost the world. But no. Yeah. Real strange. Real strange. Uh, so the continuing saga of... Um, Hey, a good Sonic game, and then maybe Sonic's good again. Oh, wait. And then they've screwed it up again. Yeah, this is supposed to be the successor to Colors as well. You know, this is like supposed to be their follow-on from that properly. And it's just, no, you've got it wrong. I actually kind of did find myself really wanting to go back and play Colors while playing this. It's like, I should 
I should go back and play that game. I really liked it. Just play Colors, damn it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Generations and Colors, they were like a blip of, of like awesomeness. Yeah. It was, it was like, this is promising. Oh, this is really good. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, yeah. It's damn. like Unleashed was moving in the right direction. Colors was very close to what I'd want from a Sonic game. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty much there. Um, Generations was pretty much perfect. Well, you know, that's that's saying a lot, but you know, as, as far as Sonic goes, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then this is, and let's take an enormous dump on all of that good work. <laughs> and I haven't even factored in Rush into the into that equation as well, which were also great games. Oh yeah, of course. Well, that's that's a while back now, right? Yeah, it is a while. What have you got coming up? I mean, Sonic Boom doesn't look. Sonic Boom, which is already, which is looking to be not good either. Yeah. Name. Yep. Disappointing. But I am gonna bring it up a notch with two bits of good news. Like a, like a uh, more content did drop for Plants vs Zombies. Hooray! <laughs> so I started playing a bit more of that. The uh, tactical taco pack, which is <laughs> just basically, as far as I can tell, a, few, a couple more uh, customization items. Um, nothing major there not it's not as big in terms of the customization as some of the previous ones have been uh but there is a new level which looks a lot like a team fortress level it's that kind of like sandy ground like redwood buildings yep. sort of thing and there's a train that goes through the middle of the level of course very tf2 um, maybe it's a homage yeah <laughs> there's a new game mode as well uh called vanquish confirmed which is basically kill confirmed from call of duty um <laughs> So instead of picking up dog tags, you're picking up crazy orbs that characters drop. Oh, what? Because they're crazy. Surely it should have been like seeds or something. <laughs> we come on. Yeah, it should have been something for the zombies and something for the plants, maybe. But I guess they both need something to fight over, so they're orbs. I don't know. It's a new game mode. What the hell? And they updated the mix mode playlist to include that and gnome bomb. So now all of the four multiplayer modes are in one playlist, which is nice. Mm, that's good. Um, so that drew me back into that for a while. Not that I was really out of it, but <laughs> I played it. I played it quite. I played it a few nights in a row. It was good. Um, but one game I have played from start to finish and is a really really big thumbs up from me uh is child of light oh yeah i fucking love that game really awesome yeah it turned out to be really really good cool it's like it's as i described last time it's like the, the mechanics don't necessarily the rpg stuff doesn't necessarily get that complex it's like it's you know it's not a, a bravely default and it's not a final fantasy it doesn't really come close to those in terms of mechanical complexity but it's such a well-made package and it ends, it ends at a point which, you know, it's not a short game, but it ended at a point where I'm still like, I could totally just play this again. Like not the same game, but you know, if they, if it had more content, I would still be playing it. Yep. Yep. It's, I mean, the, the, the story's great. The look is great. It's the story's simple, but you know, it's sort of carried by whimsy mm. and it's, it's just a it's just a fantastic game, and it's like I I really struggle with games that I like this much because it's hard to 
I find it so much easier to bitch about stuff than I do to praise stuff. But it is. <laughs> yeah, just... I know what you mean. So it's. Uh, so how long is it then? I have no idea how much time I've put into it, but okay. you know, it's probably uh, over ten hours. That kind of stuff. So it's you know for RPG stuff, it's not like super long, but it's yeah, it's reasonable for decent. Uh, okay, you know, for a download game. But it's just it, it's. It's massively relaxing. It's like I, I guess if it, no, here comes the bitch. I suppose it's like here comes the, the bad stuff. It does. It can be highly frustrating in some fights if you end up on the wrong part of the timeline. So as I explained before, it's like you can end up you, the fighting mechanics are almost entirely based on where you sit on this timeline, and it's like your actions. Uh, what what you may choose to do are highly dependent on where your enemies are. So if you don't you don't really want to say, "Oh, I'm going to get ready to do an attack move at, uh, at your choice," if the enemy's attack phases are going to come before me, because I'm just going to get hurt and that's going to cancel out my uh, my attack phase uh, called mm. an interrupt. And it's um, there are times where you can just get stuck in an awkward loop where it's like oh, I can't get myself out of a position where I'm going to have a, the ability to do an attack that's not going to be at risk. And like the game, I, I incorrect corrections column. I incorrectly said the game has a poison mechanic. It never goes that far. There's no poison. There's no silence. There's no okay. blindness. It's like the only bad things that can happen to you are time effects. Mm. Um, like you can be paralyzed or slowed down or set back. Um, and occasionally, like so, then they had to come up with sort of like ingenious ways of making the enemies some somewhat uh, irritating. Like they had different. Instead of just poisoning everyone, they had to come up with something else. So the way they did that was to introduce um, specific counters in specific scenarios. Um, so certain things will block, will counter if you use magic against them. Some of them will counter if you interrupt them with magic, like that kind of stuff. Right. Um, some of them just don't like being hit and will occasionally counter, but. <laughs> But those can be super frustrating when you're like, I really need this to work, and then you pull it off at just the wrong time. Like the timing just doesn't work out, and you interrupt them instead of hitting them normally. And then, of course, they counter that with something nasty, like making all of their guys faster or do more damage for a few turns. And you're like, ah, oh, shit, I'm in trouble now. And that can be really frustrating. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I mean, so so the combat is. Um it didn't like it was light enough like it didn't like totally yeah um, dominate I mean, the gameplay i mean i mean it is I mean, the game you do, it is the, yeah, it is game. the game it is the yeah. game yeah you spend you do spend most of your time probably well a good half of your time probably in a fight as opposed to just world traversing mm. and it's like um so i've been playing it on expert mode and it's like the game likes to spike the difficulty on boss fights and it's like i'm okay with that it's like that's a good time to do a dramatic spike in difficulty. I think yeah, taking RPGs, out something that's it's massive. A, it's almost traditional, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it does occasionally have to make you think about okay, what, what's okay? You do you do a run and you get bested like horribly, and then you're like you take that information away with you, and it it always saves right before where you died. So no matter where you die, um, if it's just a casual fight or a boss fight or whatever, it will put you like seconds before you entered the fight, um, right, so you yeah. can toy with the menus and stuff and. Yeah, rearrange things if you went in ill-equipped and it's um it does give you this nice time to sort of just say okay i went into that badly i, I know how to tackle that now and then pretty much every time that happened to me like i'd die once and then the second time i would get it um which is quite satisfying <laughs> yeah yeah 
it's so, good to it's good yeah i mean it's good to fail at least once i feel on not on those on the big, <laughs> yeah on the i mean sometimes RPG you need bosses. it on an rpg don't you it's like it's frustrating like I, I guess like some of the final fantasy games are bad at this on the multi-stage bosses i guess where you do you do something and you're like okay i've just scraped my way through that and then a second part comes that you weren't expecting and then totally fucked with what you have and you're like oh no <laughs> All that time I just spent on the first bit, I'm going to have to do again because of something that I wasn't expecting. Like that stuff kind of irritates me. It's like, I think it's like Zach was talking about that, like, you know, different mechanics, I suppose. But when you were talking about Fire Emblem and like something happens mid level and you're like, oh, I've got to now deal with that. Like, like well, that's bravely default it. as well, where it's like you just go in and then you just die and then you have to actually come up with the tactic because you don't actually yeah. know what you're about to fight. <laughs> I mean, Valkyria Chronicles was bad for that as well. In fact, in places, Valkyria Chronicles could be really bad for that. Because if you're doing too well, you could be in the area where something bad was about to happen. Like an enemy would, like a giant enemy would just spawn on top of you. And you're like, well, this is going to lose now, isn't it? So what do you think you could do, like as the designer? To, to I don't know. Fun. It's a real difficult problem, isn't it? Because you want to have that element of surprise in places. Yeah. But you don't want it to be unfair. It's like uh, you almost need to like be able to. Like, I guess in those games, you almost need like a reset condition in a way where there's a some it, it gives you a chance to at least prepare for that. In like, so it happens, and you're like, oh, okay, this is happening now. But at least gives you some. In the case of Valkyria Chronicles, perhaps gives you the chance to then like have a couple of turns while it's like getting ready or something for you to like move out of the way. Because that was part of the problem, because it would just appear like yeah. at some point it could be in the middle of your turn, it could be the end of your turn, so you may have zero time to do anything about it, and you could have several guys in the firing line that would just die, and you're mm. like, Ugh. like there's this there's nothing I could have done about that. I knew nothing of what was coming. But again, you go back into it a second time, and it's fine because you know exactly what's going to happen. You have everyone positioned where you know in an optimal place, in and it's fine. Place, yeah. but it's like. But I feel like that shouldn't be how the, those sort of events play out. Yeah, there's got to be a middle ground there somehow. I don't know. I mean, but there's it's been games doing this for years, right? Yeah. Or equivalent. It's still a problem in strategy. I think it's... Mm. I mean, this doesn't have any multi-phase bosses, so, you know, gets around that problem. Right, but, yeah. By just not doing it. But, I, yeah, I just was totally, totally into it. And it's... Cool. Uh, um, I think it's been a while since I've been. Well, I say a while since Plants vs Zombies, maybe. <laughs> since you've really so, what well, kind I'm, of contender for your game of the year? Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely up there. It's definitely up there. I haven't got one this year. Fuck, have I? No. <laughs> I don't know if you've played a game from this year yet. Does Broken <laughs> Age count? Like that is that this year technically? Know. Maybe that doesn't count. What I don't know. Yeah. Perhaps not. <laughs> there hasn't been any really big gums come out that, uh, apart from the fact that there were new consoles, I suppose. And even then... That was all last year, technically. Yeah, okay. Apart from Titanfall and maybe some PS4 stuff, but even then, I don't think they're contenders right now. No, it's true. Even if we had played them. What about you, Zeg? What are your contenders right now? <laughs> I don't know what games to come out this year. I don't yeah. pay attention. Okay, fair enough. Cool. Okay, Banished. Child of Light. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that did come out this year. I think that might have been last year. Transistor? Uh, I don't know. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. guess that's that. 
It's the classic, like, wins by default by being the only game. <laughs> That's kind of, kind of, that was, like, nearly how it was last game of the year. We had to struggle to come up with stuff. I suppose Mario Kart 8 is on, on like, this yeah. year's list as well. Yeah, got Mario Kart 8. Still another half of the year to go. The important half, technically. Yeah, the important half. <laughs> yeah, so there's some, there's some stuff coming. We haven't had a big Mass Effect sort of early year thing this time around. No, no Bioshock Infinite this time. Or no DMC, no, as exactly. it was for me last year. But. Yeah. Cool. So, still time. Yeah. There's still time. And in the meantime, I'm enjoying catch-up time, really. Yeah. It's like, I suppose I've got Super Time Force, which is this year, to still play. Um, that's probably about it <laughs> in terms of this year's stuff. So exciting. <laughs> well, it's train time. Trains. <laughs> I'm just waiting. <laughs> Wow, that cut off really extremely. Was that Zach's? Uh... Yeah, I wonder if like noise noise cancelling probably kicked in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this train has just stopped on a dime outside Zach's house, ready to <laughs> ready to whisk him away from this podcast. Hit the brakes! Right, we've run a bit over, haven't we? Um, we have. have anything more you've been playing? No, with no, no, no. Those are the, the, that's those. That's the news that needed to be said. Coolio, play Should Child we... of Light. Avoid Sonic like plague. <laughs> yep. Thumbs up for one, thumbs down for the other. I know it's, it's rare that we have a thumbs down. We got a couple, three. We got three thumbs up today and a thumbs down. We play good games. Oh yep. yeah. Apart from when we don't. Apart <laughs> from when we don't. Thanks for joining us, listeners. Um, catch you next time for more Salacast. Um, in a couple of weeks, we'll have more on um, Broken Age. Expect. More on the Spinning Fork saga, which isn't really a saga because it only has one. Two parts now. Two parts. <laughs> well, the second part is not really a part. It's the part of nothing actually happening. <laughs> the <Nothing> part. <laughs> the we'll have, more, we'll have more nothing it's, next time. <laughs> it's like it's like Harry Potter and the definitely what the, the the last Harry Potter film part one. It's the waiting. <laughs> the waiting in. Cool. The wandering around in the noodle wilderness. <laughs> that would be a nightmare <laughs> wandering around in the noodle wilderness with no electric spinning fork I mean, how am I to eat all yeah, this exactly just ignoring use my the... hands it just slides through my fingers tell you man chopsticks it's the way forward that pincer noodle action I actually yeah. had a pot noodle this week as well I had another pot noodle I'm a pot noodle <laughs> you're a pot noodle <laughs> <laughs> End of sentence. <laughs> I couldn't think of a decent way to describe myself. I don't think pot noodle home was particularly uh, appropriate. <laughs> so it's not like I'm a pot noodle selling myself. That would be a pot noodle home. You'd be more of Wouldn't a pot, pot noodle pimp, I guess. I guess, no, yeah. You were selling pot noodles. I know, but the pimps don't necessarily sample their own merchandise. <laughs> necessarily necessarily no I mean they, they probably do but <laughs> right let's wrap this up <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's 2-0 now hey hey mm.
Right. Catch us next time for more Sadcast. Cheers, guys. Brazil. Brazil. Bye. That. <laughs> <laughs>